get the full bonfire experience on your screen youtube.com slash bonfire sports thumbs up subscribe you'll know when we're live enjoy the games Holy Jake Mayer. Wow, what a football <laughs> game. Uh, Bombers come out on top at home, sweeping the Calgary Stampeders three times for the first time in nearly 40 years. Welcome inside game day after dark. Darren Bombing, Zach Schnitzer. We were both at the game, 30,000 plus. The Madhouse on Chancellor Matheson. Uh, a big win, Zach, that could have gone either way, uh, similar to the first two meetings this season between uh, the Bombers and the Stamps. I don't know about you. Do you agree with me that these two teams, I could watch them every single week. What entertaining football that was. Well, that's why I had such a hard time taking the, uh, the minus four and a half. I picked the money line, Darren, because you never know with Calgary and Winnipeg. Hey, fellas, David, Arlen, Comet, Booch. Good to see everybody. Oh, my God. This is the best. Like, what a game, Darren. I am just absolutely jacked. It was just absolutely nuts. My my God. Like, they were marching up and down the field on us. Jake, like, I know you and I, uh, I'm sounding, am I sounding okay? I feel you sound like great I'm, to me. Yeah. Okay. I know you and I were chopping it up about uh, Bo being done, but. Yeah, we were having fun. That was oh, good. Jake Mayer. Just gave him a run for his money. Yeah. Like this yeah, guy. Sure <laughs> I know this is a Winnipeg sure win and there's lots to talk about, but Jake Mayer was unbelievable. Like, yes, he had his typical one, two, you know, throwing the ball out on time, but Darren, his precision off script, he was, he was finding guys. Boy, did he work the bombers on the edges. Just throwing hitch screens and throwing into the flats and and we had a hard time tackling Peyton Logan uh, we we really felt that uh that linebacking core you know you feel that you know they, they're, they they're, really tried to get Logan the yeah. absolute burner speedster against yeah. a linebacker right Malik Clements yeah. Um, you know, tried to get them away from Donald Rutledge Jr., uh, working to kind of the other side of the field. They did a great job with that. Boy, do Calgary have a lot of dangerous offensive weapons. Kadeem Carey, uh, Peyton Logan, as you mentioned, Malik Henry, three touchdowns, seven catches, 122 yards, averaging 17.4. We have to remember the Bombers went down their top cover man early in this game, Demario Houston, (laughs) uh, Pulled up lame on um, uh, Malik Henry's first touchdown. Yeah. Looked to pull yep. something uh, in his leg um, and then walked off the field on his own power. And then the next play, the ensuing kickoff following the Calgary touchdown, Patrice Rene, the Canadian rookie defensive back out of the University of North Carolina. Yeah. He goes down to something looking much, much more serious. He gets carted yeah. off the field. So then you're left with 
Jamal Parker, a rookie American, and Tyrell Ford, a rookie Canadian. So Parker steps in, and you could see the Blue Bombers' defense play way, way off. They did not want to get beat over the top. They didn't, but Calgary was able to get chunk, 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 like big plays to Begleton, to Henry, to Carey, to Logan, um, and and really uh, Jake Mayer. He sure plays well at IG Field. Uh, two times in his career, he's just been nearly perfect passing the football. Uh, but both times, uh, the Blue Bombers come away with a two-point win. I, I think that's so insightful, Darren. I think for all the people that are mad at Richie Hall, and I saw on Twitter a lot of people with the pitchforks coming out again at Richie Hall, oh, playing, yeah. playing, you know, backing off, playing too soft zone. You're absolutely you, – you lose Houston, who's already a backup, who's playing world-class mm. – like he was a backup technically, but then you, he's a starter now on any other team. Right? Well, and, and he's, he, he plays boundary corner. Like, yeah, he's, no, no, no. Winston a, Rose is kind of the secondary guy. Right. right. But then you lose Patrice Rene, who's the backup of the backup. So you lose two DBs. You already yeah. have Clements. They threw in Maruo, Briggs, Gauthier. Like their linebacking core is ravaged. Rutledge mm-hmm. has played great, but ex- like exactly what you said, you, you throw a speedy running back returner on Clements and Maruo and, Clements had a rough game. I, I mean, well, listen, look, he's, he, first, he's chasing game. He's chasing these guys. Chasing Even guys Big down. Hill missed a couple tackles. I mean, these guys were were just marching down the field. And after the, yeah. the people in my car were like, oh, it looks like Calgary dominated this game. But it's because they were getting like small chunks, small chunks, small chunks. And, and the Bombers, but the Bombers were going up and down the field. Uh, like where was the defense this what just what a nutty game and we're going to get to this the, the the one play that that I think we would have been talking about a lot more Darren had yeah. this the other way which one the Nick Taylor decision to let that punt go over his head for that second single point it looked like he could have caught it at the 10 everyone I talked to in in the stand said he could have caught it at the ten, but then my my family who was sitting in one thirty one said no. I think it was going over his head. I think, and, and it was just like you make it a two point game. Are you kidding me? Well, I don't think they did that. Oh, man, I, I can't I can't imagine in any way, shape, or form that was done on purpose. Oh, uh, I don't remember specifically, uh, but of course you want to keep it a three point game, not make it a two point game. You do also have to remember that if Nick Taylor fields that ball and, and keeps the single out, yeah. Winnipeg could find themselves backed up. Well, they would find themselves backed up in their own end. And if you're not able to like talk about St. Augustine, Johnny steps in, <laughs> steps yeah. up and gets the job done with Brady clearly dealing with, with something. Uh, he was nicked up. Uh, helmet was, you know, not with him as he stood uh, at the front of the sideline. So, uh, yeah. you know, he was suffering from something. But man, Augustine came in, got the job done. But you don't know that. You're not going to start throwing dangerous balls if you're the Blue Bombers quarterback. If you're Zach Kolaris, you got to make sure you're playing safe football. There's a difference between playing to win and playing to lose. But Mike O'Shea, a master tactician of field position, uh, you know, it may have been by design for Nick Taylor to stand on the 10 and if it goes over his head, let it go. Take the point. Um, you know, uh, look, Renee Paredes, Cody Grace, both very powerful. Oh, God. They, 
that's the battle of, of football between two very, very good yeah. teams. I said it to Chris Walby on the pregame show here, Zach. I know you were listening. You and I were talking. Oh, about you had a hell of a pregame with Walby. You guys oh, were was on awesome. point, man. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was tons of fun. And like you and me uh, getting into the debate about Bo uh, on on uh, Bonfire Midweek. Looking forward to the, the next one on Tuesday at seven thirty here on the channel. But uh, you know this Calgary Stampeders team. Yeah, now they're six and four, but they were six and three going into this game yeah. with two losses to Winnipeg, one loss to BC, and really playing really really good football with mediocre to poor quarterback play. Jake Mayer was an upgrade i said it going wow. into the game it was reaffirmed in the game jake mayer is a player uh falls six yards short of setting a new cfl record he would have been the first quarterback in cfl history to throw for 300 yards in each of his four first four starts he threw for 294 today he threw for 300 in his previous three starts including one here at ig field in winnipeg that the stampeders yeah. lost last season uh with uh nicked up Bo levi mitchell but and he had he had a yeah that's a great stat too and he had ricky walker right in his face one play and, and the protection broke down and he just zipped it on a rope over the middle for 10 yards i mean uh, he just like it just didn't look like he could be stopped every time calgary got the ball but people are talking about that single and, and i think i just from where i my standpoint it looked like First of all, Grace boomed it, and it was a it was just like an atmospherically high punt. Those are hard to judge. I'm He's sure. He's a great punter. Yeah, and and so it looked like Taylor. It looked from my vantage point like he could have caught it at the ten. You assume he's going to get ten, maybe fifteen yards on a return. So it does back them up. But I, I think you'd rather take ten, fifteen yards of field position versus giving Calgary the chance to win on a field goal, which they almost did. Yeah. They, they they were marching, and sure enough, they get a holding call, Darren, on third and two when they make the first down. At that point, they only need a couple more, and they it's not a walk-off at that point, but there's only maybe a minute and a half, two minutes left making the Bombers respond. I mean, talk about a play, a game of a couple of plays going either way, right? Like, that holding call was massive, but, like, I, I, I can't imagine – I think Nick Taylor, I think it was it was just a sky high punt, and I think he couldn't tell whether it was going and and he just made the safe play. It, it ends up not costing them, but uh wow. What a freaking game, buddy. Like it really was what an electric atmosphere. And the best part was the east side, because east side sucks. They almost started that <laughs> goddamn wave. And I I yell and and Logan and David who sit behind me. Section 128 are like, Zach, they're starting the wave. And I'm like, stop the effing wave. Oh, boy. If they would have started the wave. And then Jefferson at that point, this was late in the game. He's waving his arm like this because we're on offense. And he's like, like, sh shut up, guys. Like, calm down. You can't do the wave in a two-point game. Oh, like, there's so much to talk about, Darren. I'll stop for you, for, for you to get a word in. But, like, Legio played great, except he, he shanked that last punt a little bit. Uh, the the defense came up when they absolutely need to with pressure and uh, Michael Shea said after the game Dembski Dembski was unbelievable. Michael Shea said after the game he would have liked to see his team play more defense. Uh, so you know, but they did make stops when 
the team needed them to. Uh, that's wow. obviously important. But Jake Mayer, uh, you know, we, we talked about, uh, you know, him and, and a lot of those weapons. Uh, Malik Henry goes for 122 yards playing against, um, you know, uh, a, a beat up Blue Bombers defensive secondary. But then you got to remember the Calgary Stampeders defensive secondary is also banged up right yep. now. They're starting sure. dime back. Titus Wall on the sixth game, uh, Trey Roberson, uh, their top cover yeah, guy Roberson. on the sixth game as well. So, you know, they, they're missing Jameer Thurman, like their best linebacker. They're yeah. missing uh, their starting right tackle. So both of these teams dealing with their fair share of injuries, but you're right. Nick Dembski was electric tonight. 153 combined yards. He had eight catches on nine targets for 117 yards and a touchdown. <laughs> three second down conversions. 53 of his 117 after the catch yak yards galore. Uh, he then chipped in three rushes for 36 yards. And this is what really stood out to me, Zach Dakota Prukop, Greg yeah. McCray, Dembski masterful job by offensive coordinator, Buck Pierce to be creative, create off schedule and, and just off scheme looks that Calgary did not expect nobody expected but pulled those tricks out of his hat when he needed to prukop was effective greg mccray had a huge game five catches on six targets for 95 yards had a touchdown <laughs> he like dembski also had three second down conversions um dalton Schoen didn't have a catch in this game until the fourth quarter but then he had two first down conversions um or, yeah. or conversions for first downs on second down uh, Brady Oliveira, as we mentioned, banged up tonight, but did get eight carries for 60 yards. Um, chipped Oliveira in uh, was, a catch for 16 as well. He averaged 7.5 yards per carry. He was killing it in the first half, and nobody really? nobody knew on TV who my buddy was. What my Damien was watching on TV. Nobody said anything on the telecast why he was out. We couldn't figure it out. And then um, uh, he had a hand on his on on his right hip, I believe, and it just looked like he was a, a bit nicked up. So. Second half starts, you see you see McCray and Augustine go in. <laughs> but the Bombers ran the hell out of the ball, eh, Darren? Like, Buck Pierce called a whale of a game. And uh, masterful. A masterful game against that Calgary. And we did it, we did it in week eight in Calgary, right? That, that second game that we beat them, we ran the ball on them. Great. And David Asplund with the crowd, like great crowd. Like again, you get 30,000 plus in a non banjo bowl, non playoff yeah. game. Beautiful. Two games crowd. in a row, two great games in a row. Crowd, with that number, right? Great crowd. And you get the 400 wins, man. Yeah. And uh, someone was asking where I sit. Cause they saw me from section one of four. I'm at 128. I'm 11 rows up. So, uh, and the best part of the game not the best part. I'm being a narcissist, but I got <laughs> caught on the TSN feed jumping up and down when Augustine got the nail in the coffin first down. And I'm wow. jumping up and down like a crazy guy. I got you? to see, I got to see Sandy and I got to meet Allison Zimmer sitting in section 125. I did, uh, I did the, a special dance for them. That sounds really bad, but it was the floss, which my daughter taught me because uh, Sandy said I'm she glad she taught to you. make her laugh. And uh, I didn't run up and down the, the, I didn't do the schnitzer sprint, Jeff Kabilis. I was too glued to my, like, there was no point in this game that was worthy of a sprint where it was over until the very end, man. Like, I was glued to my seat. It was nuts. It, it was, yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> I, I'll say it again. I would watch these two teams play 
at the North Pole, like in minus 50. Like I wouldn't care where or when. I almost wouldn't care what the price of the ticket is. I would watch these teams play every single day of the week. Uh, What an unbelievable rivalry that Winnipeg is frankly dominating between these two clubs. And, And right now with Nathan Rourke injured and very unlikely, very unlikely to return this season, the West Division was wide open going into this game. We now Winnipeg, Winnipeg at 10 and one, Calgary at six and four. Yeah. It's not completely locked down yet. Calgary gets BC twice. Winnipeg gets BC twice. Winnipeg has to play Saskatchewan three times. We've all talked about the one versus seven, seven versus one. Oh, it's up that's... on the billboard. You never know what kind of games you're going to get. Uh, of course, this Blue Bombers team clearly more um you know built for success than those blue bombers teams of the past this is not um, the 2011 winnipeg blue bombers swaggerville we're looking uh, we're, we're looking at a likelihood i would say at this point um not lockdown but likelihood of a west final here in winnipeg oh yeah it's probably going to be the calgary stampeders <laughs> unless unless michael o'connor shocks yeah. everybody uh, i think he is capable i think he is good i just don't know if he's going to be able to lead the bc lines to the 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 type of season they were having uh, under nathan rourke but uh, a very different west division right now hey, we talked about this on midweek darren and and we yeah. said it and we were maybe seen as hyperbolic but we said if winnipeg can beat calgary (laughs) for for the third time tonight given what's happening with bc the west division might you know for all intents and purposes buddy be locked up and it might be and we might be looking at an epic epic western final between these two clubs made more epic by the fact that what's on the line right you win that western final if you're winnipeg where do you play the great cup where, where do you have a chance to not only win the first uh, preseason yep. game, the first regular season game at Mosaic, the first Western semifinal at Mosaic, and the oh first Western boy. final to win the Great Cup at Mosaic against an Eastern team that, let, 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 let's be honest, like the East isn't exactly lighting it up this year. Yeah. So, I mean, that could feel like a Great Cup if that's your Western final. Like, I know I'm not going to jinx it, waiters, but... Like this is shaping up to be, I, 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 I don't know. Does, does Jake Mayer only play that well against us, Darren? No, no, he, well, frankly, no, you know, like I know you say that tongue in cheek, but well, like, sort of, but sort of he, not. He is a very, very good quarterback. And, you know, Jake Mayer won the civic election tonight. Uh, I, I don't, <laughs> very well. I do, my friend. I don't see Bo Levi Mitchell getting his job back anytime soon. I think the Stampeders, the rest of the way, need to roll with Jake Mayer. They looked so much more dangerous tonight than they have all season long. That's with someone like Kadeem Carey, who, you know, you heard me weeks ago. I thought he was in the MOP conversation with Kolaris and Rourke. Um, You know, now you add in the ability to go over a hundred yards and three touchdowns to Malik Henry to get Reggie Bagleton six catches on six targets tonight for 68 yards. uh, You know, uh, and a lot of yak yards, 57 of his 68 were after the catch. They found ways to get uh, a big body that can move in Reggie Bagleton in space. Uh, But let's talk about this blue bombers defense, because you were mentioning how a lot of people 
saying what's Richie Hall doing? Like yeah. I, I I don't watch that fan perspective as, as closely as you do, well, that's especially during the games. <laughs> what what were people saying? Text the hotline right now, 816-8477-204-816 tips, or hit the live chat if you're uh, watching on uh, YouTube or Facebook. Uh, head on over there if you're watching on Twitter and uh, join the live chat. We've got uh, hundreds uh, watching on right now, which is, um, or in the hundreds, I should say, uh, which is awesome. Oh, it's, a, it's, um, it's, it's, it's what, absolutely lit. What were you, what were you hearing about, uh, Richie Hall hit the live chat right now, everybody. Uh, what did you see from the bombers defense tonight? Well, listen, I mean, really it was for the first time in a couple of years, Darren, since that turnaround at the end of 2019, it was like, why is Richie Hall playing so soft? Why why aren't they blitzing Jake Mayer? Why aren't they getting to the quarterback? I mean, why are they playing off coverage so much? I mean, he mm -hmm. just has all this time. But as you said, you're down to your third string DBs. Your linebacking core is already ravaged. Well, you you start, but wait, 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 well, ravaged? I think well, not ra ravaged? maybe ravaged is putting it, but I mean, you don't have your starting line. Malik Clements there. has been starting pretty much all year in place of Kyrie. Yeah, but, but from just, and, and I'd have to watch the film, right? I'm oh, okay. put on thanks, my Michael Shea. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but from what I, I saw, Malik Clements got benched. Like he was on the sideline a lot after the third quarter well, because yeah, he. I, I don't know if that's the case. The Blue Bombers work a very different defensive system. They bring in, they they pull linebackers out. They'll bring D linemen in. They'll bring in Shane Gauthier with like, uh, you know, a five-man defensive front. They yeah. do all types of exotic sure. type things. So I, I don't think Malik Clements got benched. Uh, when you have- He got like, burned, I would say that. He well, okay. This a is a, this is a traditional style linebacker. Okay. And he's chasing down Peyton Logan all, all night. Uh, no, but, uh, but, that's but good I, scheming. That's not bad play from Malik Clements. That's no, good it's good. You're, you're right. But, but what I'm saying is that that's what people saw. And, and people are like, why, why are the bombers playing so off coverage? But they tried Jamal Parker's never Jake. played a pro football game right what you're saying is they kind of had to they didn't look at what happened with Malik Henry one of the the first touchdown for the stamps was oh, beats them over the top now that's because Houston got got burned but Mayer's showing you right there he can beat you over the top and then they try and blitz Mayer oh, yeah. Darren yep. and uh he was getting to the hot route and then so so you can't blitz him you can't play back into coverage because he's so accurate right? If you drop nine into coverage, it's, it's hard to hit those windows, right? You have, you have the linebackers yeah. missing some tackles to be fair, but then if mayor is able to do all that, then it opens up the run game. Now right. you can run the ball at will because you can't stop the pass. And so, I mean, Listen, but the Bombers had injuries on defense. I mean, so did the Stamps. And maybe that's why these Stamps teams... Are, you want to talk about Ravage. The Stamps are Ravage. If you had to compare the two, this yeah. is what Calgary would was without. It, this is what it would be similar to Winnipeg, like in, in the Fair. image of Winnipeg, okay? They'd be without Winston Rose. They would be without Adam Big Hill. They yeah. would be without Jamarcus Hardrick. They would be without uh, Donald Rutledge. They would be... Uh, they would they would probably be without like a Nick Taylor. Uh, they're beat up. And that's like, look how well they played. Calgary played a very, very good football game in a very hard place to play. Winnipeg doesn't lose at home too often. Of course, 
you know, they avoided uh, uh, losing two straight, uh, you know, following their loss to the Montreal Alouettes. But protect the house. That's what they did. Zach Kolaris mentioned that after the game. You know, you got to win games at home. Um, I want to bring up something now, Zach, that that stood out to me in the game because this was a 31-29 Blue Bombers victory. So could have come down to a final kick, didn't. Uh, you know, somebody in the live chat there saying, oh, yeah, comment. Kicker watch is suspended this week. Yes, it's suspended. For hey, one you're week. damn right it'll, it is. It'll be back next week. But Zach Kolaris, like, f- first off, Calgary and Winnipeg's offenses went blow for blow, drive <laughs> for drive, punch, punch for punch. punch. I called it a Donnybrook, like a like a line yeah. brawl yeah. in hockey. It was absolute mayhem watching them go back and forth so you think when it like if people are out there like you know what's blue bombers defense doing did you see the way the blue bombers moved the football against calgary especially in the second half big chunk plays uh both ways um you know uh the way nick dembski played tonight the way that um greg mccray emerged uh and played tonight uh was really really big um but here's the thing twice Zach Kolaris through interceptions in the end zone end zone interceptions are monster plays in football. You're taking any chance of getting points away. No single, no field goal, no touchdown. One happened on the final play of the first half that could have made things very, very different than 1817 Calgary lead through two quarters. Uh, And then the next one comes late in the third quarter with Calgary also winning by one point 25 24. So while it was a two point blue bombers victory and, and you know, we're talking about Nick Taylor, uh, letting the single go and the field position game and all that, Zach, this could have been a, you know, uh, an eight point win. It could have been, um, you know, a 12 point win. It could have been very, very different. Totally. Had Winnipeg capped those drives and like, I'm, I'm not hanging it on the quarterback. Zach Kolaris no, is a, a gunslinger. Ballsy, gutsy. Yeah, he's, he's a, a gun- gutsy quarterback. Look, Jared, and let that's me just, why he's let me good. Just, let me say one thing. They, yeah. Him and Mayer have the exact same number of passing yards, buddy. Very different ways to get to the same number. Yeah, Kolaris was have- 73%. Was, Mayer was 82%. So he was higher percentage, but same, same number of passing yards, right? But yeah. Zach is a gun. You saw late in that fourth quarter, he threw a 50-yard bomb in single mm-hmm. coverage for Drew Wolitarski. Like, yeah. the guy has got onions, Like, and it can yeah. bite you sometimes. Dangling. <laughs> Dangling onions. It's, he can barely yeah. walk. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, the fr- now tell me what happened on that first half, the end of the first half interception, because I saw him scrambling. There's about right. 10 seconds left, so... He's probably thinking he stepped up in the middle or bust because yeah. the time clock could the, the, the clock could run out. But it looked to me like he could have ran for the touchdown there, maybe. Or was there a defender in front of him? I, I Did think he just he was get probably, sniped on that. Did he have a guy think, open even? I oh, yeah. Like, you know, Zach Kolaris is like he didn't have a guy wide open. It, it was picked off. Right. Um, but I, he was OK. So both end zone interceptions were Greg McRae targets and oh. Brad Muhammad interceptions. Uh, is that right? Yeah. So, okay. uh, you know, all, you know, both instances identical in that sense, one in the corner of the end zone, one in the middle, uh, but Greg McRae and Brad Muhammad were a battle all night long. Muhammad, a very, very talented and young 
defensive back, one of those, uh, you know, players that uh, John Huffnagel has unearthed. Uh, you're yeah. going to be hearing about him for a long, long time. He's made a lot of big plays this season, a lot against the Blue Bombers. Um, but in that play in particular, that final play, I'm sure Kolaris was, um, you know, like how many things are going through the quarterback's mind at that sure. point? Progression, the play, everything. Everything, so right? Aware exactly how much time is left. So he doesn't want to either... <clears throat> Put, you know, put himself in a hospital position, quote unquote, hospital position. He also doesn't want to go down short of the end zone. So he has to look at the ability to pass and put it into a tight window, something he's very good at, or make a play that you do not likely see from a quarterback in the CFL. And that is break tackles and score yeah, a touchdown. Especially Zach, right? You he emerged that. in the middle of the pocket, uh, stepped up middle of the field, middle of the pocket and uh, looked for Greg McRae. Uh, McRae was targeted uh, a lot tonight, um, six times. Uh, Nick Dembski only uh, targeted more uh, nine times in this game, but um, you could see McRae effectively playing that Greg Ellingson spot, or maybe Dalton Schoen was, and Calgary was just keeping him guarded extremely well all game because Schoen didn't have a catch until the second half. But right. Zach, uh, like what we saw from Zach Kolaris, Zach, was, uh, you know, him trying to make a play with no time on the clock. So he doesn't know if a field goal is possible. He doesn't know. It's right. a broken play. Like, has it been three seconds? Has it been four? I know yeah. that doesn't sound like a huge difference. Oh, but sure. uh, you talk to a defensive back or a quarterback or an offensive lineman, the difference between three and a half and 4.2 seconds on an offensive play, it's, it's an eternity. It's the difference well, between yeah. Yeah. great coverage and, uh, you know, uh, somebody being wide open. It's the difference between uh, a sack and a pancake block. Um, right. Exactly. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I know what you mean. Like, and if he yeah. looks, if he looks at the film, he probably thinks, Hey, I could have thrown that ball away and we have maybe two, three seconds, but asking a quarterback to keep that, that kind of time in his head in a, in a broken mm -hmm. play. I get it. It's just looking back. It's like, Oh, you gave up three points, right? Like it's, it's just when you throw two red zone interceptions, end zone interceptions and still win the game. I mean, that's, that's impressive because that's yeah. at least six points off, right? At least, at yeah. least six points. So the first one I saw um, bomber fan uh, said, uh, apparently on the post game, Zach saw his first read standing on the goal line. Then went to Dembski, which was a second read. Dembski was covered and went back to the guy on the goal line. And then from out of nowhere, I guess Brad Mahabin just sniped that ball. I mean, good play by him, right? I mean, it's not just that that Zach screwed up, but then the second one, Darren. I don't know. I don't know what people in the chat here think, but it looked to me like there was a little bit of an underthrow on McRae, and uh, or Mahabin just you know was able to catch up to the ball and flight, but. I didn't uh, at first I thought it was PI because it looked like it looked like on that second red zone interception. Uh, it looked a little bit like McRae was bumped, but I don't know. I, again, I didn't see the replay on it. Was it an underthrown ball? Was it a good play by Muhammad? It must've been, must've been a good play by Muhammad. You know, yeah. uh, sometimes you'll never know, you know, you, you can ask the players and they'll say, Hey, you know, I thought it was open and it wasn't. You, you ask the defensive player, you know, he might say something similar. Um, however, Winnipeg was able to, um, you know, uh, levy, uh, those opportunities missed on those two, uh, red zone interceptions. Um, Peyton Logan, 
was slashing the Blue Bombers defense in the second half. What an impressive player he has been this year. We didn't see him in Stampeders games too, too much until Kadeem Carey went down with an injury. He's been, you know, out of a couple games this season, but he has also uh, just been knocked out of games and come back the, the next week. Peyton Logan, uh, I remember one game in particular, I think it was Hamilton in Calgary, I could be mistaken, earlier this year, uh, where Kadeem Gary Carey went out with injury and Peyton Logan took a hellacious blow um, carrying the football. Uh, but the way he has been utilized since showing those flashes of speed and elusivity in space, um, he is clearly somebody who is emerging into that star realm in the Canadian Football League. What a game he played tonight. Uh, Winnipeg's, uh, I'm, I'm sure Richie Hall and his defensive staff are going to be, uh, you know, thinking about uh, number 20, uh, oh, like a Barry man. Sanders uh, was number 20 uh, well, all over the field and right, just making good, guys miss. Good reference, buddy. But if, you, if you're making guys like Biggie miss, then you're a good player. Yep. And yeah. I think he may have made Biggie miss twice. I hate to say it because I love Biggie. I love me some Biggie. But... Uh, yeah, Peyton Logan, right? You see this MOP candidate uh, in, in Kadeem Carey go down to the Logan. This guy's money. Yep. But um, listen, like the <laughs> these guys, if they meet again, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be going shot for shot again. I just hope both teams are healthier. Yes. And, and, and what has happened to Kamar Jordan? This is a guy, If I don't know if you remember yeah. this game. I think it was 2018. He hit us for over 200 yards. This this was the best receiver in the Canadian Football League at one point, him and Bo, and he is just a shell of himself. It's kind of sad to see, but uh, I don't know if he even should be on the field uh, anymore. Well, he's just he, – he's, he's, he's not producing. He's dropping uh, – it's too bad. It's too bad. You know, these guys have short careers, eh, Darren? Like, you can light it up, and a couple of years later, you're done. You have surgery. You get an injury. Welcome to pro sports, right? right? It's, uh... that, that's, that's the way it goes sometimes. Uh, but a huge, huge win for the Blue Bombers tonight. They avoid losing back-to-back games, which they did in 2021. Uh, of course, those two games uh, were, uh, you know, the division was locked up at that point. Uh, what kind of conversation would we be having right now, Zach, had the Blue Bombers and, and Johnny Augustine in particular not picked up that first down and Rene Paredes kicks a, a 50-yarder plus, which he's done a couple times this year, uh, and the Stampeders come away with a victory. The Bombers would be 10-2. and two. The Stampeders would be 7-3. and 9-2, and 7-3. It's a whole yeah, different ballgame, buddy. Two, yeah. It's, it's ball crazy. Game. It's crazy how That's a different. huge win for Winnipeg. Wow. Don't sleep on that. You know, it, the, the it, way the way they played tonight, don't Calgary, the way Calgary played tonight, don't sleep on how huge this win was for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. I understand they came into this game already having the season series won, but you never know what's going to happen in, in the second half of a season. You never know what's going to happen next week. Anything can happen. No, so you need to get as many wins as you can. Uh, obviously, yeah. those truly must-win games uh, are in November. Hit up the hotline, 816-8477-204-816 tips. Uh, you can tweet at us at Zach Schnitzer48 at Darren Bombing at 
Bonfire Sports TV. Um, but if you want to get through right now, uh, text that number. Standard message rates apply, just like when you text your mama. And I'm going to ask everybody out there right now, you're watching on YouTube. If you're not, go to youtube.com slash bonfire sports. Oh, look at that. Somebody already calling the hotline right now. All right. We're live uh, on, on YouTube. But go to youtube.com slash bonfire sports. Or if you're watching on YouTube right now, um, go give us a thumbs up on the video below. Subscribe if you haven't yet. Uh, we appreciate that a lot. And if you subscribe, you can ring that bell, click that little bell button, and then you'll get an alert on your phone quiet. Uh, not a big deal. Just whenever we go live Tuesday nights, the day before the game with myself and Chris Walby. And then of course, post game here on the steamy session game day after dark, a uh, huge win for the bombers and 30,000 at the stadium tonight, awesome, Zach, man. give us paint us a picture. Uh, you, you talked about it a little bit, your personal perspective, but just fly on the wall perspective of the energy at IG field. These last couple games, uh, the next home game will be the banjo bowl that's sold out. This game was 30,000 plus Montreal was 30,000 plus uh, a week or, you know, prior to the bye week paint the picture for us. Well, well I, I will in a sec. I got to say a couple of things first that I'm seeing on the chat that are just okay. incredible. One person I, I, I you're already gone. Cause it's going so fast. Said something about Dickinson can't chew gum and walk at the same time. I'm not sure what the reference is to, but I want to know. So please, please tell me. And I think this is my buddy, David. And I didn't know your last name, but he's section 128. He's my good buddy, David. He sits behind me. He, he has a theory that Greg McRae not only played a great game, this is David Freeze, but faked an injury because the time clock was going down. Do you know when McRae went down with that, with that sort of phantom looking ankle? In the third quarter, I think it was. And the I, I play don't clock was specifically. Play clock was running down. I know I'm totally going on a tangent here, Darren. It's all right. But I we David pointed this out and he said, I think he faked the injury because as soon as he got to the sideline, it was like the old riders uh, did to us faking those injuries. I don't know, man. He he comes to the sideline and then he's jumping up and down. <laughs> he's ready to go. I, I think he I think he did an audible. I, 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 which is genius, right? Cause you, otherwise you'd take a timeout or a time count violation, but right. um, that was pretty funny. And that was pretty sharp by David to catch that the atmosphere, man. Like it was picture perfect, like a hundred percent. You know, you get, you're the first team to get to, to 400 wins and they deserved it. They deserved it to, to happen on that night. Darren, just incredible energy from the crowd, loud, can I interrupt you for a second? Sure. Friesen, I, I know I called you a troll a couple shows ago. <laughs> Don't take it personally, man. I, I know, uh, like, like it wasn't a personal shot. Uh, Is he, he says taking I'm a, it personally? I thought he was joking. No, he, he's just, he's, he's mentioned, he's mentioned it a few times in the live chat tonight. Uh, you bring great energy to the show, man. N you know, no hard feelings. No, no big deal. Uh, on, we love on this end at all. It's just that yeah. come up with a better nickname today. This is the this is the first time you've done the same one two two chats in a row. Where's, yeah, uh, I don't know Stan Mikawas, Batia, or, uh, or uh, 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 Bob Molly, <laughs> Bob Molly, or <laughs> yeah, he's a fraud. no, no. The, the 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 energy tonight, Darren, was unbelievable, and yeah. it's hard. Like as a fan. And, and the people in the chat will probably agree when a team is marching up and down the field on you seemingly unstoppable and you, you mm -hmm. think you have them stopped on second down and they 
they they get over they get a first down again you think you have them stop deep in their end they they just keep marching it gets frustrating and it's hard to keep up that screaming and yelling that you absolutely yeah. need at the field and and that you know gets in the ear it gets in the brain of Jake Mayer and that offense and it and it juices up the defense but the the noise man like you, like you can hear my voice right like uh, waiters, uh, his voice said his hands hurt. Like you're clapping, you're screaming. You're, you're when you're really getting into it, you're hammering on the chair in front of you. If the guy's sitting <laughs> standing up, right? People were standing up in the fourth quarter. Like sometimes it's hard to get the fans up on their feet in the fourth quarter, screaming mm-hmm. when we're on defense in a close game. But people were standing up. It was just, it was beautiful. It was just beautiful, man. Like the the crowd. Like I said, we talked about to get 30,000 again, especially after that heartbreaking loss. But I think, you know, I think Calgary brings that. I think it's like when you have the Jets and you have you have the Oilers come to town or something. It's a it's become, I think, the premier rivalry in the CFL. And I I think fans just want to be there. You know, I was I was talking. I, I, I truly believe Winnipeg, Calgary, B.C. are like head and shoulders above everybody else. It's not like that's the first tier, the rest is the second tier, whatever. It's There's a gap between Calgary, BC, Winnipeg, and the rest of the league. Of course, with no Nathan Rourke, we'll, we'll see how they, they handle things the rest of the way. No, but it, it was just, it was a it was a great night, and you're, you're walking up the steps, and I was so excited about the win, I forgot about the 400. And right. then, and then the maestro uh, Bob McGregor, you know, he kind of stops mm. in his tracks with a special announcement. The only thing that they missed is when we win a game, Darren, you got to have the cannon go off at the end. It just doesn't feel complete. I know Greg Liverpool will say there's some kind of zoning thing, or you were saying maybe with the condos there, but God damn, you got to freaking like just shoot the cannon at the end. Yeah. I, I love this comment from Mac Carr, who's watching live on YouTube. What's going on, Mac? Uh, how about the ref with the TD signal from the ground after he got decked? Oh, that guy was uh, what a funny. cool moment that was. That was even uh, even the bomber fans were cheering him, even though it was a touchdown against. Yep. You don't know. No, it was, like, was kind of like that. you know, like when Mark Leggio hits a 32 yard field goal in the first half, right? It was like, oh, you know, you yeah. get that Bronx cheer, right? That kind sure. of sarcastic. Uh, from the fans but that was just a cool moment to see the ref very cool he really did get decked like he got absolutely steamrolled and then, like and, five seconds later he's like well he just undertaker sits up and gives the <laughs> touchdown call that that was great uh got a couple texts here uh on the bonfire hotline 204-816-8477 uh ralph campbell says uh, i hope the riders keep jason moss as offensive coordinator he's no dave dickinson uh hard to uh argue that um Don from the exchange district says the bottom line is the W no matter how they win. We win the bombers uh, close and play hard. Uh, great text. Appreciate you guys. Uh, all text nice on the text, uh, the hotline tonight uh, waiters. Like you don't get enough uh, action uh, on the, uh, on the live chat uh, text, not big Hills, best game, but a gutsy win. Um, absolutely. You know, I mean, Nobody's going to play perfect every play, every game. You need other guys to step up. Tonight, it was Johnny Augustine. It was Greg McRae. It was Nick 
Dembski, who had his, uh, I think he mentioned after the game, it was his most productive combined yards game in his CFL career. He had 153 yeah. yards combined tonight. He was crazy. Everywhere. That yeah, juke he made on those two defenders, he he was running to the outside towards us on the <laughs> sideline, and then whoop, he just goes right in. He splits the D, man. Like, he was unbelievable. And, and you know, on midweek, Darren, I'm just so excited about Dar uh, Dembski and Darren. But we were talking about how we were we were kind of predicting preseason that Nick Dembski was maybe going to have his breakout. Most I thought he was going to have a thousand combined this year. Right. Doesn't most happen, outstanding but. Canadian-like uh, season. And here's the thing, and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a I'm gonna throw a uh, little plug I, for. I our, disagree with this. This is not true. That is not an inflated please. attendance number. People are walking the concourse. People are in the suites. You don't see them. Well, you, there you, was 30,000 there tonight. I think so. But, but so, sorry so, to interrupt. No, it's fine. So on the sports interaction backslash bonfire sports, right? Is it backsplash bonfire or backs backsplash backsplash? I'm thinking of kitchens here. Here it is. S I a dot com slash bonfire. Okay. okay That's so where you want to go. You want to sign up through that link. Uh, and then you'll get a nice bonus to your first deposit, uh, you'll have essentially free money to play with for like yep. 45 days or something like that. And not uh, the and kind of free money where you have to bet 10 times that to get it out. That's right. Which Zach it's did last ready to year. use right away. It's ready yeah. to use right away. And you can get um, your money out super easy, but they have all these fun prop bets. Like I'm not usually a better, but, 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 but doing the SAA, it supports us, but it's fun. You don't have to bet uh, like a hundred, you don't have to bet a thousand dollars. Like I put, I think I had nine, I I'm, I'm plus 70 since putting 20 down, uh, you know, just betting the bombers. And today there was this juicy prop bet, Darren, that, that I'm sure you saw some of the fans. I hope you guys saw the chat. The, the Dembski one. Dembski. He nearly had that minus in the first three quarter. and a half catches. And I'm thinking Dembski torched Calgary in week eight. They're going to, they're going to cover shown, right? Cause he's the number one target without Ellingson. Mm -hmm. They're going to go to Dembski and sure enough in the, the, by the middle of the first half, he had five, six catches. He was electric. Neil, how you doing, buddy? Like Dembski, Dembski was absolutely awesome. He was at his best. He was juking guys, breaking ankles, getting huge second downs. Loved what Dembski brought. You know, I, you and I talked about this earlier this season, right, Zach? Like when we were kind of prognosticating what we saw from the Blue Bombers, what we were expecting to see on offense. We didn't see Dalton Schoen coming. He was a week one starter, but we yeah. weren't expecting him to be like the best no. receiver on the team this season. Um, we talked about Nick Dembski and, and the right. different ways he's used. Uh, I think it was a post-game show where I kind of went on a little bit of a, a, a diatribe about Nick Dembski effectively taking over that role as the born and bred Winnipegger that is a superstar on this team. Andrew Harris is not a blue bomber anymore. Nick Dembski is. Nick Dembski maybe isn't that like lockdown for sure, first ballot, Hall of Famer, you know, career record setter, that sort of thing. But he's used in so many different ways. The Canadian army knife, uh, we like to call him. He's not Swiss. Um, and Tonight, the way Buck Pierce utilized him, utilized Greg McRae, utilized Dakota, Dakota Prukop. We, we touched on it earlier in the show. Uh, 
it's crazy how creative Buck Pierce got tonight with those three players, with, with a variety of players, but to keep Prukop in after like, you know, going for a, you know, a, a sneak yeah. for a first down, running the ball, passing the ball, um, Greg McRae, uh, Nick Dembski, different, uh, you know, Brady Oliveira, different formations, different motions, that sort of thing. Pepper in a little Drew Wolitarski, a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, Rashid Bailey. It, it was impressive to watch tonight. Uh, as much as that said, the reason this game was close was because Winnipeg was playing a passive style of defense. They were not going at the line. They were not press coverage. They were running a zone uh, and, and playing off the line. Uh, they didn't want to get beat over the top. And it worked for the most part. I understand Malik Henry had a, a big game, but, uh, you know, I'm not hanging too much. I don't know if you agree with me or not, Zach. I'm not hanging too much on the Blue Bombers' pass defense. They made plays when they needed to, as did the offense. Um, these were just two very, very good football teams. Jake Mayer was on fire. He was a surgeon tonight. Uh, Kadeem Carey, like, talk about, uh, you know, a, a punch and a one-two punch, a one-two-three punch with Mayer passing and, and Peyton Logan in the run game and the pass game. We have to remember the Blue Bombers' defense is good, but it's not like dominant. That's just not a reality in pro sports. So you're, you're going to have games like that. And, and uh, they're both good football teams. Calgary's offense looked completely rejuvenated tonight. With Mayer. With, with Jake Mayer. So, you know, well, credit, here, credit to them. It's, it's due. Well, and, and I guess I would touch on the, uh, by the way, one bird. I'm glad you got home on your bike. Good job, buddy. Uh, you know, I would say, I would say this. That and Richie Hall has talked about it, and so has the, have the players that they do play what they do play off coverage sometimes because Richie Hall is betting that a quarterback who is marching 110 yards of the huge CFL field yeah. is going to miss, is going to make a mistake at some point. Right? The thing is, right. tonight, Darren. You know, there are injuries in the secondary and all that. Mayor didn't really make a lot of mistakes. He didn't make them. He was laser focused. He was on point. He he was throwing ropes. And so, listen, if you're banged up, you can't blitz the guy because he's hitting his hot roots. You can't, you can't hang back because he's so accurate. And then you can run the ball. It's hard to stop any any offense. But let me say this, if the Bombers' defense is healthier, in other words, you get Alexander back there, you get Kyrie Wilson there, right? You get maybe Maston. I don't know if we're going to see Maston. I, I think no. Rutledge is playing great. But you get some of you get you get a Houston there where you, you're not worried about a, a raw rookie getting burnt like Parker, right? You get some of those guys back. You know, I think you maybe call a bit more of an aggressive defense. So I just think Jake Mayer, he is the perfect kryptonite for the Richie Hall defense, especially with injuries. They were going to the well, sidelines, like, like just the, the mix and play calling. You got Peyton Logan. I I, I mean, it's it, it happens. It, it doesn't have to be super concerned. Again, this game isn't that close if you don't throw two red zone picks. And maybe the wisdom, and I know I'm flipping to offense here, Darren, but the wisdom of throwing a deep corner to Greg McRae 
who's five foot nine, I know he's speedy on Brad Muhammad, is maybe not the smartest thing, mm-hmm. you know. So there's there's things, but you throw two re- you throw two picks in the end zone, you don't usually win those games, my friend. And yeah. the Bombers did, so it it wasn't necessarily it didn't necessarily have to be that close, but it it. it I'm not super concerned about the bomber defense at this point. Yeah, I'm with you there. Mike texted the hotline asking about the defense. We just touched on this, but I'll read it anyway. Uh, What are your thoughts, boys, on uh, Hall switching the zone defense to a man defense, especially when the secondary has been getting chewed apart? Or would uh, that be a worse situation in man. That's Mike on the bonfire hotline. Uh, I think they would good be question. in a worse situation. I think it would be a worse situation. Very good question. Uh, if question. they were in, in man defense, uh, Vicky short texting the hotline, eight, one, six, Donald Rutledge is improving. Baby. Donald Rutledge is improving every game. So fun to watch. I agree. Yeah. He made a huge tackle for loss, <laughs> uh, three did. yard loss. Yeah. Uh, I think it was Logan carrying the, the ball, just great penetration on, on a blitz off the edge um, on the backside. And, um, you know, initially when I saw it, I'm like, is, was that a sack? No, it was a tackle no. for loss and a, a great, a great oh. play, but Calgary made up for it because they, they turned it into, you know, a, they had a second and 12 or a second and 13. They picked up the first down uh, and, and kept the pressure on. I think it That's led where to Clements got, got whiffed. Sorry. We'll, we'll stop right. picking on Clements, but yeah, Rutledge. I mean, they You're were picking on anybody. You're talking about what happened. We all saw it. Shout out to Vicky. We always have our moment in the fourth quarter. We look at each other. We're like, come on defense, but uh section 128, baby. Yeah. Rutledge just absolutely stuffs. I think you're right. I think it was Logan. It was a great, it was probably yeah. the tackle of the game. And then, and then you got that big, uh, big play by Logan, uh, Logan, but I love what mention, Rutledge is bringing man. Yeah. And you know what? Can I just say his reaction to the offside? Uh, I'm not sure if it, I'm not sure who wrote the article. It was in one of the papers. Uh, Friesen. Was it Friesen? Paul Friesen. Uh, yeah. Underrated writer, by the way. Wildly. You, you know, we have some great we have some great print reporters in in Winnipeg. I try and read all their stuff. You've got Friesen, you've got Wyman, you've got Hamilton. They, they it's great Billick. stuff. Billick, mm-hmm. it's great. I you read all of it. They they're great writers, great stories. We are Friesen, lucky here in Winnipeg. We got some very, very good fabulous. Ken, Ken Weeb writing for Sportsnet. Yep. Uh, Murata Tesh with the Athletic. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Friesen had a fabulous article about uh, a, 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 one of the only surviving players from the Bombers in the 1960s, and sort of what he had to say about this team. It, it, they, they're just writing great stuff. I mean, and Ed Tate, of course, too. But but uh, where were we going? But but just that you know, Rutledge. It, it was the Friesen article, and Rutledge owned it. Right. He he said that other teams have gotten away with those offsides, but he said by the letter of the law. You know, that's an offside and, and that's correctable. And that's a detail that I, that I need to get right. Richie Hall said it, Biggie said it. And these, the accountability there, I think is impressive Uh, because listen, that, that, that toe, that toenail lost them the game. So, but that's but other people will say it was Mark Leggio's toenail that caught the football. Well, it was a couple of little things, right? But, but the thing is, is that the bomb when you and and this was written about in print this week. Catch those articles, folks, because it's great stuff. It's like, 
if you're if you're exhausted because the bombers didn't practice as you know this Darren better than anyone they didn't as practice as, as much during though th- that that nine ten weeks without a buy because yep. they prioritize being fresh but if you don't practice you lose those details you lose that mental sharpness and that's what happened against Montreal I have no doubt and I know Montreal is a good pass rush I have no doubt that if we're fresher and now that we know that team if we saw them in the Great Cup, you, you'd see a different game. I, mean, I know mm-hmm. I'm getting ahead, but um, I, I do love uh, what Rutledge has brought. I was quite worried when Maston went down, and I just think he's a force, and he's accountable. He he has the right personality for this FIFO team, and he lays the freaking lumber, my friend. Yep. And it's a beautiful thing to watch. No, no question. Uh no question this team is so entertaining like you go to the game you watch on tsn whatever you're getting your money's worth uh and a special time we talked about this too a really special time uh for blue bombers nation because this team isn't just entertaining but they're so good i understand they're not blowing teams out of the water they're not you know nathan working them with like five six touchdowns and hundreds of yards and you know multiple games but they're winning and they're finding ways to win it's almost like it's almost like a collective energy right and they don't want to uh you know spend too much on one game or another they're like just enough to win just enough to win <laughs> yeah, and true. then they'll have enough to like reserve for that playoff run but here's the thing Zach I think this is important to touch on and get into the live chat right now or text the hotline your thoughts on this these two teams will see each other in the postseason I'm almost certain of it uh one way or another and where we are right now uh is a Calgary Stampeders team that is completely rejuvenated and re-identified. They have a new identity with Jake Mayer at quarterback. Uh, Malik Henry, uh, all, all of those weapons that they have, Bagleton, Logan, um, uh, Kadeem Carey, uh, and, and so many others. Yeah, This Calgary Stampeders team will get healthy, like Winnipeg will get healthy, and they'll get their starting center back. Yeah, that's right. They're also missing their starting center, uh, all-star Sean McEwen, uh, as I, I failed to mention earlier. But the right tackle, their center, their dime backer, their two defensive backs, uh, they're they're hurt. Tom Schnitzler, no relation, uh, also yeah. injured, uh, former uh, <laughs> Hilltop. And, and should also mention, th- this is important, uh, Rifles Football. Go to riflesfootball.com. They play Sunday here in Winnipeg at Eastside Eagles Field as they get their new turf put in uh, at their regular uh, home uh, pitch. Uh, the Saskatoon Hilltops are in town. $15. If you're under 18, it's free. Great event on Sunday. Kickoff at one o'clock Eastside Eagles field. Uh, more information, riflesfootball.com. You can also find them on the socials at rifles football, but these two teams, the Stampeders and the blue bombers will meet each other again in the postseason. They will be healthy. I hope both teams are, are as close to fully healthy as they can be. And it's going to be a war. You never know who's going to win when these two teams meet. It like three wins, two and one, one and two. It, it doesn't matter how the regular season goes. If the game is at IG Field, if the game is at McMahon Stadium, it's really looking right now like it's going to be at IG Field, the West yeah. Final. Yeah. Uh, but if 
and when these two teams meet in the postseason, it's going to be a absolute war. And I can't wait for that date. That's going to be one of the most, uh, the, the biggest sporting events on Winnipeg soil in a long, long oh, yeah. time. Uh, and, you know, again, I, I said it earlier, Zach, I, I think everybody would agree. I would watch these two teams play over and over and over again. Yeah. What great sure. football they, they put on Dickinson versus O'Shea, uh, yeah. the American, uh, you know, the American uh, emergence <laughs> versus mafia. the Canadian mafia. Uh, <laughs> it, it's really, really been something. Someone on the chat here is saying that uh, Dickinson kind of lost his composure late in the game, whereas, you know, O'Shea never loses his composure. He's the ultimate stoic. Did, did, can anyone offer some context to that? Cause I didn't see that. I'm on the, I'm on the West side. What was that uh, again? That, 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 Hey, Frank Horsley's here. Whoa. I got to give a shout out to Frank, our, our good buddy, the UK bomber. All the way from Nottingham, Frank. Great I think he's having a little, you, buddy. having a little breakfast right now. Right. Maybe he's making see you, his famous, uh, famous English breakfast to ask him about that. It's having uh, it's some, some bangers. But okay, so okay, bomb, yeah, bangers and mad. So bomber fan is saying Dickinson lost his uh, stuff on a holding call. Now that we haven't talked about that holding call, they, Darren. They, they were talking about that Much. on the Sam Peters post game show too. That that holding call late. Um, that was a huge call. Yeah, I think I think Doug Brown on on CGOB mentioned that you know it was a makeup call that you know oh, Calgary maybe really? owed one versus Winnipeg getting called for one. Uh, as well, but uh, I wasn't at the field for that penalty. I have not seen it. I, I had to get out of there with a couple minutes left in the fourth quarter um, yeah. to get home Trevor on time Thompson. to come see all you uh, beautiful people. But uh, we'll see. Uh, I, I don't know. They believe it was holding. It. I assume the makeup call was for the roughing the passer on Jackson Jeffcoat. So let's uh, talk about those two calls then. Well, because Michael Shea, Michael Shea mentioned. I'll, I'll just. Yeah. Preclude with, preclude with this. Um, Michael Shea mentioned after the game that that was a roughing the passer call because it was above the shoulders. O'Shea yeah. said, uh, don't worry about the helmet. If it's above the shoulders, it's, well, I don't know what's above the shoulders beyond the helmet, but uh, either way, roughing the passer, he didn't have a problem with it. It, is that right? Eh? Okay, so yeah. I I, it, I was too far away to see it, but the flags came out so quickly. It, it it looked like he got him high from where I was, but it was pretty far away. But that holding call, my goodness! Like the so the the Calgary's down by just two because of the Nick Taylor decision, mm -hmm. whether you agree with it or not. They are marching after a you know. If he maybe maybe like he was only subpar punt of the game, otherwise he was great. Yeah, Calgary's marching. They're third and two. They get the first down almost to midfield. They only need a couple more first downs, and they can kick possibly a game-winning field goal. That holding call was absolutely massive. Uh, they get they 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 got the first down there. I didn't see it. I would I would love to look at the replay and I'll I'll rewatch the game, of course. But we're here getting here on the chat that some people are saying it's like half and half here. Half the people are saying it was a hold, half the people are saying not. Uh love to rewatch that. And and what do you yeah. think? Do refs do makeup calls in the CFL? 
Maybe. I, I can't speak definitively to that. Uh, <laughs> it's always, it's a subjective thing, right? Like the perspective we have watching the game, the perspective fans have or whomever watching the game is always subjective. You know, do the officials know a, a quirk of the rule that those watching do not, right? Like Michael Shea mentioned it on his, his coach's show this week that, um, you know, time count violations, the official is instructed to watch the clock and when it hits zero, then look down at the line to see if the ball's still there. So right. the ball that was really fascinating. Yeah. After the clock hits zero, he can't see both at the same time. He or she, the official cannot see both at the same time. So that's how they are instructed to do it. And then that's, if it's systematic and then that's the way it's been designed and agreed upon by the rules committee and the officials and uh, everybody at the Canadian football league, that's the way it's done. Same things done in, in, you know, similar instances in the NFL or major league baseball or the NBA or the NHL. Um, that that's just the way it is. So us watching is subjective because you're going to say, was that a makeup call? Because that other one was so egregious or yeah. was it, you know, like a, a crazy circumstance that, you know, maybe just kind of got by us, um, you know, watching on. To, here, you know. Here, here, can I just ask, here's an interesting one from Jeffrey Townsend. Uh, or town and saying, let's not forget the Kolaros fumble in the first half ruled an incomplete pass and blown dead and nobody picked it up. That was an interesting call. I'm glad he brought that up. Take care. Uh, Frank. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely get better. Frank, we're thinking of you, buddy, but so glad you joined. Um, I remember that play. So it was ruled a fumble, not a forward pass, but they blew it dead and nobody, mm -hmm. nobody picked it up. That was an odd one. And then the bombers end up getting a field goal. Uh, Jeffrey says they, they didn't, they shouldn't have got that, but what was your take on that one? Cause that was a bizarre one. Okay. So here's the thing. When the officials blow a play dead, it's dead. It doesn't matter what happens after that. Even if the play later is determined to have not ended, the officials ended it when they blew the whistle. They can't do like a, a pseudo. Right. Oh, well, if he blew, you know, if he didn't blow it, that's, you know, the player would have picked up the ball. So the officials admit the mistake that they shouldn't have blown it dead. The question is, did Dave Dickinson, he ended up keeping his, his time out because he won the challenge. He won the challenge. But yeah. he was challenging in the end, whether he knew it or not, he was challenging for a loss of down. Is that worth right. a first half challenge? No. It, well, yeah, he wasn't challenging the, the, is, the, the right. fumble, right? So did he, well, presumably, you would think... <laughs> He was challenging in order to get the ball, right? Because the Bombers were in scoring position. Right. Um, you know, they were in field goal range. So it could have been a touchdown, could have been a field goal. He was trying to keep those points off the board. Uh, the, the Stampeders did pick the ball up. But because the officials later determined to be incorrectly, blew the play dead, plays dead. So wins the challenge, keeps his timeout, but... The end result is just a loss of down, not uh, the loss of the football. So right. uh, a little bit of, you know, a little bit of intrigue there uh, in that moment early in the game. Yeah, it, it was it was super interesting. I mean, what, one thing I think we haven't talked about, Darren, is is uh, and my mother-in-law said this. And one of the best moments, man, of, of the game was before the game where I won that 500 bucks uh, from that uh what was it? Canada drives contests as right. if I need to win 500 bucks to the bomber store. I own everything in the bomber store, but I get the 500 bucks. 
I get the jersey for my mother-in-law. She she she's been wearing the same Milt Stegall jersey for 20 years. And it's a beautiful jersey, but I get her the away jersey because her partner David got an away jersey. And it says mother-in-law number one. That was the best <laughs> moment of the night for me. And she loved it. And she showed everybody in the section. And Glynis was there happy. And my cousin was there. That that was great. But one thing I don't think we've talked about enough or at all, and we were probably going to get to it anyway, was was the lack of penalties. And my mother-in-law said on the way home, she said, there was a point in the fourth quarter where, where she looked at David, her partner, and Dick, my cousin who comes from Michigan, and said, I don't think the Bombers have taken a penalty. And she's right. The Bombers had a total of 15 yards of penalties. The 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 Calgary took a couple of holding calls on mm-hmm. uh, kick and punt returns, things that that really back you up. So I I want to give the Bombers props for that because, you know, 15 yards of penalties is is an excellent night for any team, even if it's a Mike O'Shea team that's that's usually pretty disciplined. Yeah. Two penalties for 15 yards. Calgary had seven infractions tonight for 62 yards. Yep. Um, these two teams always play clean, hard-nosed football. Um, man, uh, w- what an absolute uh, game that was. Uh, just trying to pull up the live stats here, Zach. But, uh, uh, oh, yeah, I wanted to to touch on a couple uh, comments uh, through the live chat, um, you know, a little bit lo- while ago. Uh, Winnipeg Gordo asks, uh, did you see Ellingson and Grant get injured at practice? Did uh, re-injure uh, his prior injury? Um, I saw Greg Ellingson run a route and then pull up limping and pull up lame. Um, that was it. Uh, his previous stint on the six-game injured list um, was a hip injury, whether that's a hip or a groin or, or a, you know a, a hamstring or a quad, whatever. Um, you often see hip listed uh, on the injury report across the entire league. Uh, now it's listed as a foot. So presumably not a uh, aggravation of a previous injury. That said, the injury report only states one injury. You were never entirely sure. Like, like these are football players. Everybody's playing with something. Mm-hmm. And some guys are playing with multiple things. Right. So just because it's listed as hip or foot or ankle or elbow, whatever, it could be a variety of things uh, keeping them uh, off the field. Um, Janarian Grant, I did not see, but he did practice early in the week. I think he practiced on Sunday, did not practice on Monday or maybe it was Monday and Tuesday. Um, But, you know, I thought uh, the Blue Bombers return game for what it was, was okay tonight. Uh, But, you know, maybe missing a little bit uh, of that explosion uh Leighton Janice uh watching live on YouTube asks to be a dissect uh, Zach Kolaris's two interceptions in the end zone <laughs> we did uh Neil just asked uh why Kolaris didn't run on his first interception this is the beauty of bonfire sports this is the beauty of YouTube and podcast you can go back you can rewind you can fast forward you can pause you can play you can uh, listen to the audio only whatever you want it's on demand whenever you want so you don't have to sit down and, and take in uh, an hour and a half or two hours of our show all at once uh, you know you can kind of di- uh, uh, digest it uh, a little bit uh, slower than that um, this is an interesting comment from Tao Zen in the postseason Bo Levi Mitchell gets pulled in the second quarter <laughs> that's a pretty funny comment. <laughs> on a serious note though 
Uh, I don't think it's a little slow see... for me. <laughs> I'm a little slow. Uh, I, I, I don't, I, I don't I think too much that game, man. Yeah. I, I don't think we see Bo Levi Mitchell again, barring injury to, to Jake. I told you Mayer. Bo Levi Mitchell's done. You do not bench a guy like Bo Levi Mitchell with his pedigree. And, yeah, and bring but him. let's rem- let's think about how he's playing. No, he, he's not playing well enough. I think his injuries have caught up to him. He is a guy. I think are we gonna, gonna fight again? Him. Are we gonna fight? Okay, no. I just I think you're gonna. <laughs> that was see a great on the- show on Tuesday. I meant to text you or call you after and be like, "That yes. was a great debate." It gets uh, it gets the conversation going. I and we didn't awesome. even manufacture it, folks. We don't do that, nope. Dar- Darren and I. We don't like pre-plan. Like here, we're yours. Gonna say this. Like we're this is just hot takes. It's it's just real. No, I think the bowl like Jeffrey Town and I like what you're bringing tonight, Jeffrey. I think uh, I think Bo Levi uh, era is over. Maybe you'll see him as a backup for a while. I can see starter. the era being over, but yeah. you know he's been the starter since 2014. He's and yes, Daryl Brandle, who I love in the chat here. Uh, yes, that was me jumping up and down at the end. Uh, TSN caught it, so that was <laughs> that was a fun little memento for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's good to banter. It's good to banter. It is right? good. I love yeah. I love the text and calls. I mean, you've been you've been basically begging for people to text that thing, and now it's lit up. Can I you mean, imagine? Can go. you imagine this, Fritchie mentioning? Can you imagine Bo Levi Mitchell in Saskatchewan? Yes. Wow. I, I think I think I think I will get like I re-listened to the to the uh, uh, to the midweek show as I always do. Listen, re-listen to the shows, and drive safe. Phyllis. I thought. Uh, I thought I thought you did. I, I will I will give you that. You made a good point that there's lots of teams in the CFL who would take a chance on a Bo Levi Mitchell, mm-hmm. right? No question. I mean, with yeah. his pedigree, they might think, hey, maybe maybe we can resurrect his career. You see that in football all the time, right? You even saw that with Joe Montana, right? Like you you see it uh, when a guy loses his starting job. Uh, I could see him in Saskatchewan. I think he'd love to play in Saskatchewan. Him and Rod Peterson would just go at it. It would be, it would just be the f- most fun, most fun thing. But uh, I well, could see it. I, I don't think he gets a starting job back unless Jake Mayer just has Winnipeg magic and plays like trash against every other team. I don't know. Couple comments here. Comment: Bo Levi will squawk and be traded before the Labor Day games. Uh, Mark. Uh, mentioning that Ottawa should go get Bo Levi Mitchell. Oh yeah. Here, here's the reality. Same with David. Yeah. The Calgary Stampeders are trying to win a great cup. You don't trade your number two quarterback when you've got everybody under the stock. You don't do it. You Next saw it with year, the Bombers in maybe. 2019. You need a couple. You need a couple QBs to win the great cup. Yeah. That's why getting uh, Mr. Prukop back was absolutely massive. You might even need three guys to win a great cup. You, you need you need a backup quarterback in the CFL. Oh yeah, you need to be able to get through a game, right? If if your guy gets gets nicked up, and I don't think um, I don't think Ottawa's even in position to even make a run anyway. I mean, they're not yeah. gonna they're not gonna trade anything. Um, One bird Olamim mentioning here, you know, why Saskatchewan? Why not BC? Well, Calgary's trying to win a Grey Cup. They're not yeah. going to trade uh, a, a quarterback that is going to spark and, and make another team better. Uh, I think that's the last thing they're going to do. If it's like a reserve player, maybe. But at this point of the season, you're only going to see trades between the divisions. Um, yeah. You know, uh, 
I, I just, I just don't see it. I could see Ottawa maybe helping out a Western team, you know, sure. if, if the trade is right and, and that sort of thing. And they, they want to build it, build it up. Uh, Sean Burke trying to put his stamp uh, on this team in his first year uh, as the, uh, the general manager have to mention this Scott Roger, who is a loyal watcher and listener uh, to bonfire sports rifle up rifles, uh, hilltops, uh, get it going on Sunday here in Winnipeg, dude. And, I would uh, take I would take my daughter to that game. We're going to be at the lake, but you you sold me on Walby it. Like, might, I've never Walby seen a rifle. Yeah, I heard Walby saying yesterday he might go. I'd love to see a rifles game, man. And and apparently the play by play guy isn't isn't the worst. Not the worst. <laughs> Pretty close though. But I'd love to see a rifles game. I mean, we should be supporting uh, grassroots football in this. Absolutely. Province. And if you, yeah. okay, so if you can't make it down to Eastside Eagles Field this Sunday at one o'clock, you can watch live on cjfltv.com. Uh, but if you can go, fifteen dollars for tickets, free for those under eighteen. So get the family out. Uh, it's going to be. Uh, I think it's going to be nice on Sunday. I think there there might have been a threat of uh, of some precipitation, but uh, yeah. either way, have to mention Scott Rogers' son. Jake Roger is a veteran receiver on the Winnipeg Rifles. Get this, Zach. Jake Roger last week in Regina against arguably the best team in the country right now in the Regina Thunder. Rifles lose by two to the best team in the country. Okay. Jake Roger has 252 yards receiving, was an <laughs> offensive player of the week, not just in the Prairie Football Conference, but in the entire CJFL. Huge wow. rifle up to the Roger family. Wow. Uh, Jake was a beast. I'm really looking forward to seeing him. Quarterback Bryson McNeil, Luke McMillan, uh, who uh, is playing for the rifles, but it remains on the Blue Bombers practice yes, roster. Yes, right. He's in the um, they, They've got a good defense, some veteran players. Uh, special teams have tightened up big time. Like, look out for the rifles this year, man. They're gunning. They're gunning. As we say in in uh, in, in Hebrew, Mazel Tov, Scott Roger. If my son ever put up those yards in a football game, my God, I would be like... Uh, 250 it, yards in a game. That's crazy. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Randall uh, is watching live on YouTube. I uh, think you're still in the live chat. Uh, are the Blue Bombers leading the CFL in attendance? Yes. Yes, they are. Yeah, you did. Yes, right they there. are. Uh, they've played more games than everybody else. That that helps. But 30,000 uh, for each of the last two home games. Banjo Bowl is sold out. Uh, Saskatchewan always leads the league. Winnipeg has the lead right now. So it's up to you, Bomber Nation, if you want uh, the Blue Bombers to remain the loudest fans in the CFL, to make IG Field an impossible place uh, for opposing teams to play. Get out to the games. Zach, you're a young man. You're a young family man. But when I was walking through the concourse in the fourth quarter, like teenagers, 20-year-olds, yeah, 20-somethings, 30s, like yep. the 30-somethings, the, the place is littered with young yep. people. People that say the CFL is is like got a, got a dying or aging it's, fan base. It, yeah, it's not true. Go to a game and wake up. It's unreal. The variety of ages and, and um you know, people of, of all kind of diversions uh, yeah. at the Blue Bomber game. It, it's it's awesome to see. Um, you know, oh go, yeah, hundred percent. Hit a game, like hit a game. Like my 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 best buddy Damian Penner. He had some knee surgery, so he was watching. I hope he listened to the podcast. He was watching from home, and uh, his brother-in-law Dom came, young guy, young professional, brought his buddy, 
they came to the seats in the first quarter. They gave us all a high five and they were gone. They were in the concourse partying the whole time. Like mm-hmm. you see tons and tons of young people. I mean, it's just a great atmosphere. Even I went to, uh, went out for, for dinner with my cousin Dickie before the game. And our server was a, a young woman with a bomber shirt. And she said, I'm not really a football fan, but you know, uh, we go to the games, you know, here and there just as entertainment. I mean, you get those pregame deals. It, it's just such a fun place to be. I Thanks, love Frank. that. I, I, what? Okay, here, this is a huge digression, but this is huge for me. Transcona Pauly has just confirmed that it was my buddy Damien who delivered his pizza to him. And <laughs> he said to Damien, Breaking news. Zach, will, Zach will know me because I'm the guy who only writes in caps. And I was like, oh, I know who it is. It was on the tip of my tongue. And I I, I got to call Damien tomorrow. This is so funny. He he told me, Damien says, you know who it is? He says he writes in caps. And, uh, of course, it's Transcona Pauly. That is absolutely great. So you got a, a Boston Pizza delivery from my uh, best buddy, Damien. And that was just before his knee surgery. So um, his dad, of course, is the famous Fred Penner, who's been riding with us for 25 years. Uh, Fred doesn't get to many games anymore. He lives in BC. He, he took off. He did enough. He, he put enough time into Winnipeg, eh, Darren? But uh, um, I'm I'm a lifer, man. I ain't going anywhere. I ain't going anywhere either. Those winters, you can f off. I'll just wear I'll just wear uh, warmer clothes. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. In 30 years, you'll see me in Costa Rica with uh, Brian Pallister, the corpse of Brian Pallister. But listen, like. <laughs> What a what a night, man. Like, I am so jacked. If we would have lost that game, I would have been so sad. I was angry at times in the game when, when they were marching on us, Darren. But you now have a 10-1 team, 400th win, first team to get it. A great, like, like just epic, memorable game at the park. That that's a that's a game I'll rewatch many, many times over the years. It was just so fun. And and you go in, then you get to go into Labor Day, ten and one, being pretty confident that that if we play even average football, I don't want to be hyperbolic that that we are just going to absolutely own the Rough Riders. Like those three I, games I am, are big, big. Oh, I I just I I think they're a broken team. Uh, yes, Jeffrey Fred Penner, the children's entertainer. Lucky enough to know him. Yeah, man, like. I just to go in there at 10 and one being confident and winning that game and wiping off the stink of uh, that Montreal loss is way different than going nine and two with Calgary sniffing at your heels right on your heels and going into Labor Day where you don't usually win. Like now, I just think psychologically, this was an absolutely massive win for the Bombers Uh and as so many things tonight were so great. I got to meet Chuck Duboff and, and Allison Zimmer, who, who drives in from, from uh, Eastern Saskatchewan. Six oh, good for her. Um, and uh, mother-in-law's jersey. I met a, a, a nice lady named Toby Sawyer. She is a 65-year season ticket member, remembers starting in Osborne Stadium. And then we get chatting. Turns out she's related to my wife's family. That was hilarious. That was awesome. I met Noah Atnikoff. He's a great guy from BC family here at Encoves and uh, 95. Just we had a great chat and he's a real big fan of the show, uh, Darren. 
and, and just building this community, right? Like uh, I'm looking at Steve here and uh, uh, just just great people. And that's what it's all about. Now, you get a win, it's a cherry on top. Don't get me wrong. If we would have lost, I, I, I would have been a sad, sad, sad man. But it was just, it was a great, it was a great night. I'm so happy we won, man. And just, just love the community we're building here on Bonfire. The, the people I get to meet, that's, that's just the best part. And one more thing I'll say, as I go off on a, a weird rant here, I do want to get, we do need to get to Marino because I think we should be worried. Yep. I'm, I'm saving some uh, messages yeah. here. We're going to get to it. Yeah. There's a lot, but uh, Jewish geography, <laughs> we all play Jewish geography one bird. That's what we do. Did you notice Darren? And we've talked about how much we love the third Jersey helmets. Did you notice they had the third Jersey helmets? I did. Did they ever look slick? Like I'm not sold on that third jersey. There's enough blueberries. They uh, they up, gotta up stick with league. that. They gotta stick with you that helmet. You have straight. to keep with those yeah. helmets. Those are sharp as heck, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, some people asking for like I, I love those helmets. Like that oh, was the the home run of beauty. of those third jerseys. And you can ask Kirk Penton, former Football Reporters of Canada Reporter of the Year. Longtime CFL writer yes, uh, here in Winnipeg and, and across the country for the Post Media Papers. Uh, KP, hope you're watching, buddy. I don't know if you are out there in, in BC I where you are. I still miss now. his insider's column. I know oh, he's, he's a great. Good buddy at Pumper, yep. but uh, yeah. But uh, one thing he always said about me is that I could always know when they were going to do like a throwback jersey day because I'll like notice the gloves or notice the, the face masks have been painted or this or that. Uh, that helmet stripe don't sleep on it that's a good helmet stripe cool. it's much better much more strong i think and and you know you look at the blue bombers jerseys with like the multiple stripes on on the sleeve and multiple panels and that sort of thing they just had that simple blue stripe on the helmet i think that's more classic for sure but i think it just looks more complete and, and well-rounded with that that wide white stripe with the blue and uh, on the gold helmet i digress cheers uh i am tweeting it right now to the bombers and darren cameron as we speak because i i cannot forget this i am tweeting them oh right they're dc's they watching if dc's need... not watching i know somebody out there's watching for him he's told me he's like he's got ears he's got eyes everywhere i am tweeting this okay though <laughs> well, i like that uh, uh they have got uh dc's a great guy he gets like this team is great because you have people that are high up in the offices there right of a premier flagship team and they'll text you back. They'll email you back. Darren Cameron's done it. I am mm -hmm. texting Winnipeg blue bombers, Darren Cameron, Ryan Marcou, whoever it is, you got to get those helmets every game. They are sharp yep. as heck, man. I'm with you. Let, let's, let's make it happen. Uh, Daryl Brandle would love to meet you guys at the banjo bowl coming love north it. from North Battleford, Saskatchewan, right, 970, Darryl. 970 kilometers from North Battleford to Winnipeg, huge Bombers fan since 1976. What's going out? What's going on, Daryl? Huge shout out to you. Uh, Bonfire Sports, like I'm going to the Labor Day Classic. I haven't gone to the Labor Day Classic since it was the Hustler and Lawless bus from Winnipeg <laughs> to Regina. I was writing for ChrisD.ca at the time. Couldn't write a story because the bus got me a little bit too, you know what, uh, <laughs> during the bus ride down there. But uh, what a great time that was until the game. 
because the Bombers fans were tortured that day. Justin Goltz got the start. The Blue Bombers lost 52 nothing. Oh, I remember standing. This is this is something here, Zach. I stood outside the Blue Bombers locker room before they opened it up to media. Yeah. And Joe Mack, who's a GM, GMs don't go into the locker room. Joe Mack went into the locker room and was screaming at the top of his lungs because of how embarrassing the Blue He's Bombers serious. performance was in that game. And oh my God. Like, man, oh man. Can you uh, imagine Kyle Walters doing something like that? No. Oh my God. What a, what no a way. It, it, that, that just would not happen. Um, but, you know, this is a different football team than it was back in, in 20, what was that, 2012, 2013? Um, boy. 2012, that was the 52 nothing. And uh, thankfully, right after that game, I had a buddy's bachelor party and we went to a place similar to paintball. I forget what it's called. Oh, it was called... Um, laser tag? No, it wasn't laser tag. It was, it was something oh, like... Oh, airsoft. It, it was airsoft. So we went to Airsoft and I took out my rage on the other guy. Jeez. Oh my God, I was mad. 52 nothing. It's just embarrassing, man, to the riders. But we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna take it to them. Like, I don't know that we'd have to look this up. Maybe, maybe our good buddy uh Gregory Liverpool can can look it up. But when was the last time we won two Labor Days in a row? Because uh, I think we're going to take Labor Day and Banjo Bowl. I, I really do. I really do. I don't want to jinx it, Darren. I know Labor Day is its own thing. You're going to be there, but I just think this win... we got to get you out there in, in years in the future. Ne- but it- next year, when my, when my youngest is like almost three, I think I can sell it. I, I yeah, think I can sell it. Um, let's that's, what grandparents, it that's what grandparents are for. I got, I got uh, some good ones. I'm lucky there. So we, we've got to do uh, our bonfire burning point, our yes, Westwood sir. wide to the right, our Walby warrior, our happy honker. Am I missing one? It's, those are the four, right? Wide to the right, happy honker, Walby's warrior, burning point. Burning and, point. Then, and then we have a game ball. Right. We can give yes. a game ball or two. So while we, we do that, uh, if you're in the live chat right now, what was your bonfire burning point? No, not a TSN turning point. Your no, bonfire no. burning point tonight. The moment, the, the happenstance, the moment in the game that determined the Winnipeg Blue Bombers coming away with a 31-29 victory tonight. Um, couple things uh, I want to touch on, Zach. Uh, I like this comment from Ty Riel. Uh, who is watching on YouTube. Krukov is a better QB than Chris Strebler. Change my mind. I don't know if anybody in the NFL is going to be calling for Dakota Prukop, but (laughs) I would say Prukop's been good. This is an interesting, give give us your bonfire burning point and then something burning right here. This question from Ty. Um, I I like that one. Well, Uh, listen, I mean, he has a point. I mean, my buddy, Andrew, my neighbor who I brought, he was calling Prukop Strebler because of course they did a very, they did a very Strebler thing, Darren. They kept Prukop in after, after a second and short, they kept him in. Kaleros was running, running down onto the field. And then he comes back and Prukop throws a touchdown. It's yep. hard to stop that. You have a running quarterback who can also throw a touchdown. That I mean, mm-hmm. the Streveler was able to do that. Um, yeah, I I don't know that he's better than Streveler, but 
He's certainly a great addition. And you talked about it from the very beginning in the preseason, Darren, that Prukop would be a huge addition to this team. And when we out on the sixth, when he went on in the sixth game, people were scoffing tough. at me. Yeah. Scoffing. No, no, no. He's been, he's been Prukop. money. He's been money. And he's holding the ball too, right? So look I'm, how good Winnipeg is when they throw that change up. Yeah. Like when yeah. they did that with Chris Streveler, and then they continued to do it with Drew Brown when, when Prukop got hurt. Yeah. It was clear as day. Like this isn't just a little package, a little corner no, of no, the no. Buck Pierce playbook. This is a this is like a, a whole chapter in that playbook. Don't um, ever accuse the bombers of having a little package. Ever. Whoa. Whoa, pardon? This is uh, after okay. dark, buddy. Come on. There's so, so every, many burning points here. Everybody's chiming this. in. Everybody's chiming in, which is awesome with the bonfire <laughs> burning point. But you and I, let, let's do our Walby Warrior yeah. tonight. I'm going to let you go first because I know who you're going to pick, one or the other. And I'm oh, going to take the other so? guy. I don't think you know who I'm going to pick. Who's your Walby Warrior tonight? Because because I, I now that I actually understand the Walby Warrior, Darren, because I, for the first 15 shows, didn't even know what the hell it was. Yeah. I thought it was the player of the game. The Walby Warrior is is a guy, right, who, who was physical, who was tough, who was hard-nosed, right? That's the Walby Warrior. It's not necessarily a I game went ball. went to war. The warrior. Went to war tonight. And for me, that's actually, that's actually Donald Rutledge Jr., he had 10. He led the team with 10 tackles, right? He was kind of the goat last week, him and Legio, or a couple of weeks ago. He comes back. They they have a depleted linebacking core. They are getting shredded, and this guy just kept making tackles. I think I think he's been underrated all year. Uh, I think Donald Rutledge really stood out to me, and just not only his play, but his attitude. I think you could give you could give you know a shout out to McCray. Andre Harms says McCray was uh, that touchdown was a like we didn't me and uh, and Andrew and and David and Logan and Steve like we didn't even think it was a touchdown. Be mm -hmm. We didn't know why the cannon went off. All we saw was the flag and this little five foot nine guy fall down. He I cannot believe he caught that ball. So I thought McCray was was absolutely awesome, but. But for me, uh, for for a defense that got shredded a lot, I thought Rutledge was an absolute warrior, and I just can't I can't take that that image of him just smacking Peyton Logan down because mm -hmm. he had just been pissing me off like a little little mosquito, <laughs> and Rutledge just takes him down and and just the fact that he was that that he made a huge game changing mistake comes back takes ownership, that's a Mike O'Shea guy I like that so he is my. Walby's warrior, but there there's many candidates, right? Yep. People saying yep. Shane Coche, Dembski, McCray. Coche had the nice back. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. My Walby's warrior tonight uh, goes to Greg McCray. Yeah. Uh, and and not just for his offensive production, as you see here on the screen, he had uh, six targets, five catches, ninety-five yards, nineteen yards per catch. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> In a good way. Uh, two carries for 12 yards, uh, which was uh, nice as well. But yeah, one was for zero, one was for 12. So yeah. <laughs> you can call it six yards per carry. Yeah, but sure. really, <laughs> you know, uh, that is what it is. But the reason I'm giving it to Greg McRae is that this is far from his first game. Yeah. And, you know, with the injuries that the Blue Bombers uh, receiving core has gone through this year with Carlton Agadosi 
And, uh, you know, Dembski's missed some time. Uh, what he missed three games. Uh, Greg Ellingson's been on the six game injured list now for a second time. Uh, Greg McRae has been biding his time. Uh, I, I often try to highlight the guys that are just working their tail off. Yep. Like this guy came into training camp and it was like, okay, you're going to be kick returner and then maybe back up a tailback. And then we watched him in training camp and it was like, Ooh, this guy can catch the ball. Like he can catch the ball out of the backfield. And then suddenly he's lining up a wide receiver and lining up at slot back. And as a first year CFLer, yeah. learning the waggle. And it's like, why are they teaching a, a kick returner slash running back the waggle? <laughs> yeah. Then suddenly he's like second team wide receiver, second team inside slot, like playing that Nick Dembski role. Tonight, he finally showed what he can do. And I understand, uh, you know, two times he was targeted in the end zone uh, and it was intercepted by Brad Muhammad, who is a very, very good player, um, as we mentioned before. But Zach Kolaris didn't just go to him five times uh, for 95 yards. He went to him a couple more times. Uh, interesting that that one didn't count as a target. Uh, but twice oh, they right? went to Greg McRae in the end zone, twice intercepted. Uh, yeah. But, you know, he could have had three touchdowns tonight. He could was, have had was, three uh, touchdowns. Sorry, Darren, was was that first red zone or end zone interception, was that to Greg McRae? Oh, so he was the first read there, eh? Interesting. Yeah. So, so that tells you something, even if maybe some people disagree that you're going for uh, a deep corner to a 5'9 receiver. Yeah. But the fact that he's going... Uh, to Greg McRae in in three trips to the end zone that that's that's something Ooh, right I like that's a this good one great comment uh from Trevor Thompson watching live on YouTube what's going on Trevor uh Walby Warrior pick for Trevor Thompson tonight TT picks Buck Pierce I love it yeah. he had a great game tonight uh awesome uh, okay, so that is our Walby Warrior. Let's do our Westwood Wide to the Right. For those new to this, the Westwood Wide to the Right is the moment in the game that, or, or the moment of the night that didn't rub you the right way. The thing that happened that was just stupid, the thing you didn't like. It could be in the game, it could be the event, the atmosphere. Uh, a Westwood Wide to the Right of the past has been the horns in Montreal. Uh, so, uh, chime in with, uh, your Westwood wide to the right, right now, uh, moment to you that stood out, Zach. Well, there was a moment where the wave almost started mm -hmm. and that was going to be my Westwood wide to the right, but it, it was also going to be maybe, uh, that mm, questionable call on, on on the roughing the passer late in the game, right? But but the but the Westwood wide to the right for me are those um two red zone interceptions, end zone interceptions. I think they can really kill you. They they often do, right? <laughs> Just ask Joey Elliott. <laughs> but you know, I I think uh, you know not. I think that first one, you know, I get Zach's in a bad spot. Uh. The, the seconds are clicking down. He's got to make a greed. He's trying to make something happen, but man, like throw the ball away, whatever, like trust that maybe you have a couple seconds or something. 
but then the you know under, he had a few underthrown balls. Didn't love that. I'm I'm not gonna throw shade on Zach Kolaris, but uh, yeah, I I didn't love that second end zone pick, Darren, to a five nine guy in a deep corner. He underthrew him a little bit. He got Brad yeah. Brad Muhammad, who's a bigger DB on him. Didn't love that, but I mean I'm splitting hairs here. Had it been the wave, and Steve Steve Berea, you're right, my buddy. I, luckily, I, I can't take credit for shutting it down, but uh, I can pretend to. You did but your had, best. Had that wave because it, it it was starting on that each side, and, and someone shut it down over there. Thank God they should get the Walby Warrior. But uh, that that was my wide to the right. I didn't I didn't love that, and and we were lucky to walk away with a win. If you throw two end zone interceptions, yeah, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, was Winnipeg fortunate to come away with a win i'm not saying they're fortunate maybe usually if you throw two end zone picks you're, you're i like holding you game. accountable zach schnitzer yeah, i like holding you it. accountable Someone for has the to. things you'd say somebody my wife to. doesn't because i make all the rules in this <laughs> that's house. not true i like know your wife husband, she... uh, uh, i make all the rules <laughs> well as long as you keep me in check uh, i can get a little bit loose okay uh, no throw well. throw Throw so, a punch well, at me, buddy. Hold me accountable. Well, you and I will fight, but I don't think it'll ever be fisticuffs. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> so a lot of people chiming in about the roughing the passer penalty uh, to Willie Jefferson as they're wide to the right. Um, some of the penalties, some of the bad tackling. Uh, somebody mentioned uh, a bad spot of the ball. Uh, yes, there was the a wave, bad spot. Yep, that that sort of thing. Yep. Um, I'm kind of with waiters. The moment, the, the things I didn't like in the game were the injuries, you know, to, yeah. to see Patrice Rene carted off the field. Crap. Like hate to see that so often it happens, uh, you know, to guys in their first game, their first opportunity to show. Um, and then, uh, you know, Jamal Parker thrown into the fire because Demario Houston, who I think is an, uh, clearly an emerging star in this league. Uh, just remember the play he did with 45 seconds left. Uh, the last time Calgary was in town with that in zone interception, oh, yeah, just a, a phenomenal play loose change, baby, loose, change. Get loose change. You got to pick it up. Uh, I, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure I have a wide to the right. I, I guess I could do the injuries. That's kind of not really in, in the uh, spirit okay. of the spirit of the well, thing. Let me but, throw uh, one at you. Okay. I like the, uh, this was going to be one of mine and I'm not sure. Okay. It's, it's the onions of Zach. Sometimes you like onions. Sometimes they make you tear up. But uh, hey, Sandy, Sard had a good one here, and I and I'm not sure. I don't know if I agree, but I think it's I think it's it's a good one. He didn't like the call on second and ten, deep in the fourth quarter when when they were up by two, Darren. It was second and ten, and they threw an absolute bomb to Walatarski. Saying it was about four minutes left. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's interesting, right? Because because you're you're trying to salt away the game with a two point lead, and then second and ten, you throw an absolute. Haymaker to, to Walatarski on the field side. Do you like that call? I, I I didn't know if I did. It's one of those things where I think you have to take the good with the bad, or you or that's just the way Zach Kolaris and Buck Pierce are. Sometimes it wins you games, and sometimes maybe well, they doesn't lose you games very often. But yeah, I'm not sure. I I I, I wondered about that. Like, do you make do you make maybe a safer, more high percentage play with with the time time left there? Um, yeah, just wondering. It was an interesting, it was an interesting point. I, I think I know what my Westwood wide at the right is. Okay. I have come to a conclusion. It is the Calgary Stampeders in the first half 
challenging a football they could oh, there, not that's get. That's a good one. That's right? a good one. That, that, you know, what was he thinking? I'm not exactly sure. Uh, maybe there's a little bit of gray area. I there, think but... Di- I think Dave Dickinson mm-hmm. has done that a couple times. Where I, yeah. Didn't he do that last year, Darren, where he challenged something against the Bombers that was just ticky-tack and stupid in the first half? I sure. don't remember off the top of my head, but it was um, – there was a there was a one where where I remember thinking like you're challenging that it was it was like it yeah. was like a, a DPI on like second and four or something. Let, let let's uh, keep it going here. So we've done uh, our bonfire. No, people are still chiming in with their bonfire burning point because there's a lot there's a lot of possibilities of tonight. But we've done our Walby's Warrior. I think the offensive line, as Waiters points out here, uh, yeah, no Sean Lemon one. all game. Uh, yeah. th- that would be a good one too. Made up uh, for last game where they got owned by Montreal. We've done our right? Westwood wide to the right, so we yep. still got game balls. We have uh, help me out, Zach. What I gotta we start got, writing got- these things down. We I have I have it written down. We got Walby's Warrior. We did that. We had wide. To How the about right this now. for Westwood wide to the right? Uh, Pat McAfee <laughs> saying Strafalski, Chris Strafalski. Uh, this number fifteen uh, for the New York Jets. Never bad to to say a guy uh, who's associated with Winnipeg to have a ski last name. Great, that's true. Great Ukrainian that's community. True. Lemon then, was squeezed bomber fan. I love that. The the yep. next one is our uh, our our burning point. Which is which is really burning. Well, no, we're up we're right we're leaving the burning point because people oh, are still are chiming in on. Oh, okay, the, so we'll do our happy honker. Okay, the, the, I know what I know what mine is. My, Hands yeah. down. So, oh, David's asking, what's the happy honker? So, so Darren, let's explain the happy honker. Go for it. Okay, so it's a tribute to. Uh, you know, I think in the old days at Canada Inns, there uh, there was a happy honker award. Uh, people leaving the stadium would honk their horns, and wasn't it a wasn't it a homage to Cactus Jack or something? Yeah, but it we was, give our was, happy this us doing it is an homage to Cactus Jack. Cactus Jack, and it's but, like something something that maybe was missed or or something a beautiful moment, game, but a but a but a nice moment or something that was yeah. uh, that caught our attention. For me, the happy honker is the Undertaker ref, is as he's being called now. You know, like even though it was a Calgary touchdown, um, another Henry touchdown, the guy gets bowled over, and he he he's laying down, um, laying down on the turf, and then he, uh, you know, like Undertaker sits up, and I can't yeah. get it in the camera, but I thought, uh, you know what, the refs always get you, trashed. I thought that you, was pretty cool. You stole it from me. Oh, no sorry, doubt. Buddy. No, no, no. Hey, hey. No <laughs> doubt. That was the happy honker. Uh, I, I'll give a honorable mention because I think we both agree on the happy honker, but I'll also shout out 30,000 yeah, fans at IG Field on, frankly, a perfect weather night for football. Oh, wasn't it? It was like 22, 22 crisp, 20, yeah. very nice. Uh, yeah. You know, I understand that the stadium can get uh, ripe. When there's oh, thirty thousand, I'm there. ripe. Uh, it doesn't matter what the temperature is; I get ripe. Yeah. Sure, but like some of those hot games, hot summer nights, holy man alone. Hey, and and um, and I think Don has a good point here. We could give a happy honker to Mister Legio, right? We wondered how yep. he'd respond to adversity. He hit yep. all his kicks. He hit uh, all his kicks. Okay, yeah. so you want to move on? Do we? Uh, do we Neil Where mentioning Bo Levi Mitchell's been traded. People are just having fun in the live chat. He is not going to get traded. I'll eat my bonfire hat. 
Uh, no, it's such a nice tag. Levi, well, okay, I'll find another one. But uh, <laughs> Matt Neal mentioning Happy Honker, uh, win number 400 yeah. at home in front of 30,000 plus. That's a, a great thing as well. So still time for you to chime in on your bonfire burning point. Zach, who are you giving your game ball to tonight? Well, for me, it's got to be Nick Dembski. Yeah. Uh, okay. You know, right. you know how much I love Nick Dembski, mm -hmm. and I was calling for him to have a uh, most outstanding Canadian. You were calling for the uh, thousand combined yards. Man, was he electric tonight! And that move he pulled on two defenders, just zipping right between them. Was, was that the one that was beauty. like going to be a, a four-yard loss, and he turned into a four-yard gain? No, that's that that's one where Kolaris uh, was falling down and flipped it out. I think uh, I'm not sure there was one where Kolaris was going to get it. Even uh, uh, Bob McGregor said it. He said uh, it was supposed to be like a 13 yard loss. It turned into a five yard gain. Was that, was that to Dembski that one where, where Kolaris was falling down and he threw it. Uh, he kind of threw it while he was falling down, but I just thought Dembski was electric. Uh, he, just the way Canadian or not, the way he can make guys miss he is he has figured out the one kryptonite he had before i've said kryptonite twice that's odd the one thing he struggled with was was holding on to the ball darren you know he did he did fumble the ball a fair bit before he's cleaned that up and man did he was he electric tonight you you, you know you you've got ellingson out they were covering shown they were going to yeah. make sure that shown wasn't going to beat them so dembski comes in the canadian army knife and uh, like like we've said many times, when you have a guy that's your third, fourth receiver with the talent of Dembski that can take the top off a defense, can juke people, can run up the gut, can run a sweep, um, just absolutely electric uh, for me. It's for me, it's Dembski. So Dembski's got three thirty three receiving. Yeah. He has got sixty one rushing, uh, and he hasn't returned a punt. Uh, in a few years he had four kick no. returns last year so his combined yardage through 11 games is 600 right and that's right? no that, sorry 400 sorry 400 and he was so, on the sixth game for what, well yeah he, he missed he missed four games so yeah. he was kind of he's kind of on pace for a thousand yard season I uh, like this uh, huge, huge game for him tonight. I like this. I, I like some of these other game balls that Bucks play calling was excellent. Bombers O line that that had a lot of uh, questions to answer from last game, Darren, and they yeah. stepped up. Mike and, O'Shea, uh, Mike O'Shea, Kyle Walters, Scott Roger. Great point. I mean, the depth on this team is unbelievable. You see guys go down and 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 they still get it done. So uh, yeah, a lot of great great comments here. Are you going Dembski too, Darren? So I'm going to give my game ball tonight to, you could give it to Greg McRae, but I gave him my warrior, right? Yeah, McRae is a great pick though. Uh, I'm going to give my game ball tonight to Donald Rutledge Jr. He is okay. a rookie and he led the game with 10 tackles tonight. Uh, he <laughs> was all over the field. He had a huge tackle for loss. Uh, I'm just trying to pull it up here. Um, Donald Rutledge is playing a very, very tough position. If yeah. Dalton Schoen was not here, because what Dalton Schoen is doing is super rare and special, really special. If he wasn't doing that, we would be talking about Donald Rutledge Jr. as 
one of the leaders in the CFL for most outstanding rookie. Titus Wall in Calgary, he's got a couple touchdowns, some really big plays. Uh, but Donald Rutledge is just getting better and better every single game. I love his frame. He's big, he's long and rangy, has speed, obviously, uh, to, to play that spot. Uh, but 10 tackles tonight led the entire game. Uh, he's He gets my game ball tonight. And uh, Mr. Bomber fan is is uh, disagreeing with us. He's saying uh, wasn't so great in pass coverage. I'd have to rewatch the game, but it's a tough position for a rookie, right? A- against the team coached by Dave Dickinson with those schemes and a guy like Begleton. But we'll like see. Often, we'll- often you'll yeah, like the Begleton yak yards, the the Peyton Logan yak yards. Fair enough. Often you'll say, okay, like Rutledge is a linebacker. Well, he's actually a defensive back playing the yeah. dime back spot. I like call him a dime backer. He's not a defensive back. He's not a linebacker. He's a dime backer. He plays kind of both, right? The strong side linebacker, the, the, uh, what do they call it? Um, Sam, the Sam yeah. for strong side linebacker. Yeah. Um, yeah. anyway, uh, normally you say a DB has a bunch of tackles. Well, they must've been going at him all game long. Rutledge had a lot of tackles tonight on the screenplays where he needs to navigate through blockers. Uh, he made some tackles tonight uh, on run plays. So that's why I gave him um, my game ball tonight. You know, nobody's going to be perfect. The Bombers were playing a more passive pass defense. Uh, in the end, they did enough to win. Um, and you got to give credit where it's due. Jake Mayer, Peyton Logan, Kadeem Carey, uh, Malik Henry, they all played awesome tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're a very good offense. Uh, we know what Dave Dickinson and, and John Huffnickel are capable of. Uh, so let's let's give them uh, credit uh, where it's yep. due. Um, okay, time for the burning point. This burning point is tough, man. Like, I'm st- I still of- am stumped. Like, there's a part of me, and, and looking at the chat, the, there's some great, great takes on this one. Great chat. Oh, my God, this chat is lit up. Um, Listen, like you could you could easily say it's that holding call where Calgary uh, was forced to punt when they were when they were charging to try and take the lead on on a what what would have been a Rene Parada's, um field goal to take the lead by one because they were only down by two, so they took a, a like a just the worst time they take this holding call. But then, then you have Johnny Augustine icing the game at the end for that big first down on second and six. Yeah, yeah. You know, that could be one, although there wasn't a lot of time left. The funny thing about that is that's that's when I get like, uh, <laughs> I'm so nervous at that those points in the game. I start saying stupid stuff. And I remember turning <laughs> right before that, uh, right before that uh, <laughs> second and six first down that I used the game by Augustine. I turned back to, uh, in row 12 to Logan and David and Steve. And I'm like, Oh man, I, I, I just saw Mike Miller come into the game, the fullback. They're going to run the ball. Why are they Killer. running the ball? You know, just, you know, it's flip the script. Don't just run the ball. They know the, the run is coming with Augustine. They're going to stuff him. We're going to have to punt. Sure enough, Augustine, <laughs> Gets like 15 yards or something and ices the game. So I looked like an absolute idiot, but that's great. John Elliott, Brady Oliveira is, it looks like he got nicked up on the, on the hit there. Hurt, uh, injured. We he, don't know. he did not play in the second half, but, um, uh, but was on the sideline. It's not like he, he left the game. Like he's well, he left the game, but he didn't leave the field. 
So there's um, a there's a there's a yeah, he was standing there. Like the the third one is possibly where Jackson Jeffcoat bats down a ball on first down and then sacks Jake mm-hmm. Mayer on second down late in the fourth quarter. You know, that was finally the defense stepping up, right? Um yeah. Uh, so it could have could have been a lot of things in a game this tight. There, there's a lot of burning points, right? Uh, yeah. Like I, I kind of stole kinda... all of them from you. Sorry, Derek. No, you know what? That, that's okay because I I kind of like to dig a little deeper uh, to a moment that maybe wasn't so glaringly the yeah you know, like a you know the 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 penalties late, the roughing the passer, uh, the first down from Johnny Augustine, uh, th- those sorts of things, all definitely burning point material. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Dakota Prukop on Winnipeg's nine play 70 yard drive that made it the final score 31, 20, 28. Uh, So they, they ended up, is that right? Yeah. They ended up 29. Yeah. They ended up scoring a single, but that was the game winning drive. Uh, Nick Dembski, uh, picked up uh, 18 yards. Uh, Dalton Schoen had a 26-yard catch and run. Uh, Wolitarski for nine. Uh, and then Prukop uh, really made things happen uh, in a couple uh, times. He, uh, you know, threw the touchdown to Rashid Bailey, but uh, a sneak to um, give them first and goal. And then another sneak uh, for two yards uh, for the touchdown. I'm, I'm given, uh, that's my bonfire burning point tonight. Was uh, him coming in? I want to. I want to mention this, Zach. Um, so Joe Daly, uh, link in the description. JoeDalySportsCards.com uh, gave us these awesome. Forgive the green guy, but these awesome upper deck cards gave us a box of them. Right. So like, just just for a look here, you know, there's there's Zach Kolaris. There's you know this there's Lucky. These are great cards, beautiful cards. You can go check them out at uh, Joe Daly Sports Cards uh, on St. Mary's. Here, here's the thing, because this I was reminded about this tonight. So they call them hits. You get hits in the pack. There's yeah. a Darrell Walker with a piece of the game jersey, a thick, thick card, okay? Apparently that's worth a little bit of cash. Uh, somebody in Saskatchewan wants this. Like, and I don't say that hyperbolically, Somebody actually wants this Brett Lowther autograph card. They're going to buy it from Bonfire Sports. But here's the thing. Here is one of 10. Rene Paredes. Here, let's see. Hang on. I'll do this with the light. Yeah, we got to get get that that light. There There we we go. go. So there's a Rene Paredes autograph patch card. And if you can see there... That patch in the gold surround there, that is a piece of a game-worn jersey. And I think I think it's like the fire-breathing horse on one of their alternates. I think. I'm not sure. Maybe a Stan Peters fan can help me out. Zach, get this. Because I haven't even told you this in person, I don't think. What, 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 what? This card, somebody is going to buy it off of Bonfire Sports for $120. No way. Yes. We were extremely fortunate. I, I was talking to our good friend, Cade uh, Bomber History on Twitter. Oh, Cade. Um, yeah, buddy. He, he wrote, love Cade. Hooked me up with uh, with Joe Daly and, and all those great people over there. Awesome. Um, Cade Arneson. He's, he's helping me broker some of these deals. He bought a box 
he bought a case of boxes. So like where we got 16 packs like this in a, in like a box, it's like a hundred and something dollars, right? He bought a case of those boxes, did not get one of those autograph patch oh, cards. Yeah. yeah he that are, one bad, uh, eh? Like we got there. So somebody in Calgary wants it. Uh, we're going to reinvest this buy another box of these beautiful upper deck CFL cards. We're going to crack them open. I got a whole pile of, here, we'll just do this. See, this will be better. There we go. I got a whole pile of, where did they go? Oh, here we go. I got a whole pile of blue bombers, right? So like, okay, well, there's lucky. People will want a lucky. Okay. There's the man of the hour, Nick Dembski. Here's BA getting ready for a return. Alden Darby, healthy scratch with the Hamilton Tiger Cats this week. Uh, Drew Wolitarski. So I'm going to collect, there's the dude, QB1, Zach Kolaris. And like, here, here's the thing too. Um, these are really, really nice cards. Yeah, they Great are. Great collector's items and, and a chance to, to pull in some like really cool, like I know Darrell Walker's not the player he used to be, but like that's a piece of his game-worn jersey. Like that's awesome. Same with this Patrice Rene and, and some of these autograph cards. I'm going to collect all of the Blue Bombers cards and we're going to give them away as a prize here uh, on the channel. Uh, I'll probably throw in Darvin Adams, uh, Lucky Whitehead, some of the, those former Bombers as well uh, that are fan favorites. Um, but we're going to keep reinvesting and get more prizes for all of you. Oh, out that's there great, man. I love watching. it. Yeah. We got to yeah, get Sandy, Sandy uh, uh, a pack of cards though too. Oh, yeah, she's we'll, just chiming we'll in out. right on cue. I got to get you a yeah, pack of cards. Those are Sandy, amazing. Well, Sandy, to you in one twenty-five. Sandy, you want to tune in? Like this, the best part too is you get to rip these packs open and kind of tear yeah, yeah. Cody in half, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you're a bomber fan, but uh, we're going to do that on Tuesday at seven thirty uh, nice. on Bonfire Midweek. Uh, Zach, you're taking the week off. I'm at the lake, so I I'm getting a. I'm going to get Wally don't spoil the surprise. Here. I'm not spoiling it, but it's someone who's pretty darn good. Mm, we'll see. Wally we'll see. No, you're not. You're not going to get Wally pipped. I'm the GM. I'm going to keep you in the lineup. Okay. Okay. No, those yeah. cards are pretty sweet. I love that people really are nice. buying them and we'll reinvest. We'll get some more cards. Yep. Apparently this is a really rare one. I got this Boris bidet. Apparently we got the kicker box. We got a louder autograph. We got a, um, hey. Uh, a Paradise uh, special card, um, <laughs> waiters, and, and a louder <laughs> update on the mug. Andrew should have a time limit. Waiters wants that mug. Did it? Did Andrew get the mug yet? I don't think quite yet. Andrew hasn't reached out. If you oh, know Andrew, oh. get him to text the hotline, uh -oh. let me know, uh, or uh, email wpgsports at gmail. This is one of my favorites. <laughs> James okay. Butler. And if you can see there right at the bottom near my finger, can you see that? It says 13 of 185. <laughs> so like they have these red cards. These are, are, are collector's items. Uh, oh, well, yeah. they're, all, they're all collectible, but these are the, the collector's items. Uh, and then they have these gold ones. That's the bidet. See, it's got the, the gold on it. Is his name bidet or is it beady? Uh, I don't know. Bidet, that's pretty funny. Do you understand? Like people have been mispronouncing <laughs> Zach Caleros. But if you call it, cause people were calling him Boris Bidet when he missed that, uh, that, that comfort. <laughs> Boris Bidet. I'm just getting I, wacky. 
I, I, I think I it is know. BD. I don't think it's Bidet. I don't even but know. I think BD. I think Mac Carr might might have won the uh, chat contest that I was playing in my head here. I think he had the funniest one. They should have a Mike O'Shea card with not a jersey patch like real jersey, but real beard. Like put in some of some of some of Mike O'Shea's real. Better be beard. sealed in plastic. <laughs> I don't I want that. It. Like you know. Like, like these Jersey cards where you can kind of like touch the Jersey, you know, like, I don't want to do that with, even if it's like a micro shape, anybody's beard. That's just, just your own. That's it. I you bet and you have a soft other. beard, Darren. I don't have a soft beard. Unfortunately, it's a little scratchy, yeah. but like people have said Zach Caleros no, saying it like it's, it's spelled for a long time. Uh, even now, seriously. Like Long I've, I've sport. tried to, to go on a mission to, to clarify for people that it's Calaris. Yeah. Like you gotta a, be like a C U sound C C U H lar us Zach Calaris, not Calaris Calaris with scratch and uh, sniff Andrea Kohush. That is, a... <laughs> <laughs> oh, remember those, the stickers, uh, the, oh, uh, uh, the beard I'd scratch and sniff that playoff beard. Even it probably stank like cigar smoke, but uh, oh, I think yeah. somebody would love a game worn jersey card from this guy. Oh, yeah, Can you imagine? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, my god, yeah, we check them out, uh, we, we, Joe Daly Sports Cards.com. Yeah, buddy, um, I love it. I love what Joe Daly and Kate is getting us into, and we've, we've broken the two hour mark. I, dude, do we have any it. last thoughts? Uh, what are we forgetting? Are we forgetting something? I always worry no, that we're forgetting something. No, we didn't. We got the Wallabies Warrior, the Honker, the Wide to the Right, the Burning Point, and the, the game, game balls. Ball. Yeah, we got the game well, balls. Huge shout out to everybody who's uh who's tuned in tonight. Like we're we're still at uh well over a hundred viewers watching live. That's great. People will watch uh, this on the replay. Uh, our numbers here at Bonfire are awesome. If you know somebody that is interested in sponsoring. Uh, game day or after dark or midweek or the the entire channel bonfire sports uh, we're going to be doing hockey coverage this coming year so stay tuned uh, we got uh, some special announcements coming there as well uh, we're going to be in Regina for the Labor Day Classic of course we'll be all over it uh, for the Banjo Bowl here back in Winnipeg the playoff run the Grey Cup Bonfire Sports will be there uh, Zach it'll be Grey Cup number eight in a row for me I think all right No, maybe seven, seven in a row. Um, but looking forward to that. So uh, if, if you got somebody out there uh, who wants to get their business or their brand or uh, their message out, hit the hotline, 816-8477-204-816-TIPS. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll have a conversation. We'll, we'll get it going. Uh, we hey. get thousands and thousands yeah. of people uh, listening to the podcast right? and, and uh, you know, downloading and, and watching on Twitter and Facebook and YouTube and Twitch and LinkedIn and, and oh, their I favorite podcast app. Yes. Yeah, we're, we're on Twitch. We're on Twitch. Um, yeah. So uh, be sure to uh, to hit us up uh, on that. You got a final thought, Zach? Uh, you're no, you're, uh, you're it, cruising off into the sunset with a huge win and uh, getting the week off Bonfire Midweek. Yeah, thank goodness. It's such a grind. I mean, 10, 10 12 weeks in a row without a bye week. It's, it's uh, uh, Dead Horse Cider. Eh? I've never had it. Uh, no, you know, for this was just a great night at the park. So many amazing memories made. But like I say, like the win is the cherry on top and I'm a fan and that's the most important thing. I'm not I'm not going to 
I'm not going to be all warm and fuzzy and say like, oh, it's this great community that's the best. I want the Bombers to win, goddammit. And that's what I care most about. But you know what? This great community of of uh, of, of chatters and, and, and people who watch and stop us, Darren, at the game or or maybe even, you know, catch us uh, doing some errands, uh, you know, in Winnipeg. Uh, just great people we've met and we're building a great community. Yes, I want the Bombers to win, but this is a close second. Um I just love the people I've met, uh, Bomber fans, and uh, you guys just make this everything. If it was just me and Darren talking to each other uh, and recording it, it'd be fun. But, if if but, one person was listening or watching, we'd still yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, you yeah. know, Braden and Towsett and Jeff, Hadley, shout out to Hadley, Scott Gordo, Waiters, freezing even you, man. Yeah, yeah, even freezing. And whoever said I needed some sun, I'm going to get it this week. But it's kind of my lighting. I got to figure it out. But, yeah, I, uh, I got the warm lighting happening here. You know, I got, do we, do we have you a got the white walls. Yet? And no, no Discord di- yet. What's Discord? Discord's like uh, like a place where people kind of, you know, meet uh, oh. and talk to each other and, and that sort of thing. Online. But yeah, yeah like I, I, just being a Bobber fan, I met Sandy today. Just... I've met that made friends with Steve now, and I, I can't wait to meet Jeff Kabilis. And uh, I hope we have some kind of get together. Just, just you guys are all great people. You're so much fun. You're funny. You're insightful. You bring up questions about the game I didn't think yeah. of. You know, it's just, it's everything I dreamed of in doing the show with you, Darren. And and it's just tons of fun, um, tons of fun man. So yeah. shout and, out. To and this team is tons of fun uh, to watch, right? Yeah, so, man. Like uh, awesome. We'll we'll get a we'll get a MySpace, Steve. I promise. We'll we'll get on that. Uh, <laughs> MySpace. Uh, just before we go, rifle up Sunday one o'clock. Uh, get down to Eastside Eagles Field. Kids are free. Anybody <laughs> under eighteen is free. Tickets are fifteen bucks. Uh, Rifles have a very very good football team. Uh, they're zero and two after playing the two best teams in the country, in my opinion, in Saskatoon uh, and Regina. Both close losses on the road. They're going to be home. Uh, They're going to be primed uh, and ready to go. So uh, go check them out on all the socials at Rifles Football uh, and at riflesfootball.com. If you can't make it to the game, cjfltv.com. Scott Rogers' son, 250 yards receiving last week. uh, Had a score as well. Huge performance. Uh, He's looking to build on that uh, as well. And my last thought, uh, as Waiters asks if I'll be live in Regina all week for the Labor Day Classic, I'm going to be heading out with Ted Wyman and Jeff Hamilton, the Sun, and the Free Press, and Bonfire Sports, uh, making Canadian our way out mafia. there. Yeah, you want to, you want to keep. <laughs> yeah, there you go, the Winnipeg Mafia. Um, if, if you want to, uh, yeah, West Winnipeg Mafia. I like that. If you want to uh, follow along on all the social media channels, I'm going to be posting a lot of videos on Twitter uh, and Instagram, and uh, definitely on YouTube on Friday and Saturday and Sunday and probably Monday. Uh, if you're in Regina, get at me. You know yeah. my phone number. It's right there. 204-816-8477. Text. I always get back. Uh, if you're watching the podcast uh, or listening to the podcast afterwards or watching the replay of this, uh, we appreciate you. Uh, everybody who joined us live, we appreciate you even more. Give us a thumbs up. Consider subscribing uh, and, and commenting. All that really helps us uh, here at Bonfire Sports. And if you're interested 
you want to go to sia.com slash bonfire, sign up, get a big bonus. You'll immediately be able to use to put uh, some wagers down on some awesome prop bets in the CFL, on the Blue Bombers, on all of the games. Uh, I don't know about you, Zach, but I've already pulled out a whack of cash. Oh, I'm making still, money. I'm, I'm playing house money right now. Like the uh, CFL too. is, it's, it's where it's at, man. Just pay attention. Just watch you, you Bonfire just Sports. We'll, we'll help the you out. Games. You, you, you watch the analysis. You can yeah. make some money. Uh, SA, yeah. it's, a, it's a great site because I've used and, other sites and, and they bog you down with all the small print and getting your money yeah. out is it's a complete joke. Uh, Use this link yeah, to sign up great. specifically, sia.com slash bonfire. And if you want to like, a, you know, some help or uh, you're, you know, you, you're, you're unsure or that sort of thing, text me on the hotline, 816-8477. I'll help you out. It's super easy. Uh, yeah. So get out there uh, and do it. Yep. And uh, uh, Winnipeg Gordo, you know, we've been thinking about away game watch parties. So, so don't, uh, don't think I didn't notice that it would be something fun. We could look at maybe next year, uh, away game watch parties with bonfire mm-hmm. sports. I think it would be yep. super fun. So uh, something we're definitely thinking about and uh, yep. Love you all. And uh, we'll, 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 also, we'll, I'll see you post game Labor Day. I, I'm missing oh. Tuesday, but I'm still going to be on the post game. Jeff Kabilas, I, I want to know, like Maddie and Dusty were talking about who? They're, they're uh, my buddies. DC? Big fan of Dustin Nielsen and Matt Dunnigan. Uh, probably my favorite play-by-play color duo. Uh, yeah, on they're pretty. PSN yeah, they're great. Broadcasts. And well, uh, keep Dwayne in mind, Theroleski has one more game in Winnipeg. That's the Banjo the Bowl. The Banjo so. Bowl. You gotta you get her. You gotta get an in. You gotta get an interview. With we'll her, we'll get her on. We'll get her on the channel. We'll get her yeah, on the channel. There is a dear friend, uh, just a lovely person. So wishing her the best uh, in the next chapter. Uh, in, Regina pizza. Yeah, it's Western pizza, and it's Regina style told. pizza. Yes, I've been. I've been told. Yes, now I understand. Thank you, Darren. Uh, okay, so the, we'll leave it at there. Leave it there. Yeah, I suppose we'll leave Ciao, it. Oh yeah. This is okay. a, this might be the longest show we've clocked, Darren, but but the longest post game will have to be the uh Labor we're just, Day. We're giving the people what they want. Like how we're do you how do you what they want? How do you tell dozens, hundreds to say, sorry, we're done, we're out of here? They're still <laughs> watching. They're they're yeah. having fun. So uh thanks again, everybody, and uh yeah, appreciate you a lot. We'll see you Tuesday. Special guest in for the vacationing. Zach Schnitzer. Uh, So don't miss that on Tuesday at 7. And I'll be watching. There is a little bit of Wi-Fi at the cottage. So I'll be, I'll be watching. Um, Pumper, Pumper like checks in at the last minute. eh? love this guy. (laughs) Just like, like two hours and 13 minutes. And we finally hear from Pumper. I talked to you. Pumper. Glad you're feeling better, buddy. Yeah. We're, we're glad you're back. Okay. All right, everybody. How to say goodbye, but we will. Goodbye, everyone. So hard to say goodbye. Good night, everyone. Bombers win 31 29. They're 10 and 1 and look poised to win the West.